Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Swing and a shot, hit down the line and left. That ball is going to carry. That ball is gone. Goldie ambushes Strider. It's 2 to nothing in the first. Mason Wynn hits one a mile high down the left field line. Did he get enough? He got enough. His first home run, a towering drive into the bullpen in Atlanta. It's 7-2 Cardinals. The 0-2 pitch. Swing, fly ball center. Harris retreats back toward the infield. That ball carrying. That ball is gone. Three-run homer for Gorman. And he got it. Strike three called, and the Cardinals have beaten the Braves again. 11-6. Let's get nasty on a Thursday. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Andrew Marsh and Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. 201, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers and officially licensed Rolex jeweler Chip Carey on the call. Bally Sports Midwest. We all had that one, didn't we, boys? You guys all uh, played Cardinals at FanDuel. Pretty big underdogs last night. Oh, you mean uh, National League pennant winners? The, the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Not officially eliminated yet, so it's not? not a crazy thought. Are they really not? No, they're not. They're, they're really not eliminated yet. So you're yet. saying there's a chance. Anthony Stalter, hang on, 201. Yep. Anthony Stalter says Cardinals Mathematically, will make the playoffs. Still, well, wasn't saying that. Mathematically. Did not say it. Mathematically still <laughs> Anthony alive. got the U up text last night. He, he said, did. mathematically, I can text back. They yeah. were like, we'll fix your car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 we'll help you out. 11 to 6 winners. Spencer Strider on the bump. You know, you, you call up Michael Soroka from AAA and you throw him through the grinder. Okay, pretty impressive. Very impressive against the Braves. Spencer Strider, Cy Young candidate again. Somebody that has been absolutely dealing over his last four starts prior to the one last night. You take him behind the woodshed? Okay. <laughs> I'm impressed. 11-6 winners over the Braves. Here's the thing, though, guys. What have we said? This offense is not the problem. No, it's not. It's not. That was to you me still last give up night. Six runs. What's that? <laughs> you still managed to give up six runs. They almost tried to blow it they again. They tried. Okay. They tried to blow it again. Yeah, they're always blowing it. Game after game after Unlike game. Unlike my AC unit. Yeah, yeah, right. It, another bad night. No, Marsh? actually, I, it was. You it was a fan. Okay, it was All fine. Right. We had a good night. Good circulation last good night. Good circulation. I'm ready to go. Yesterday, no, he but was. all right, guys, listen. The, the offense, the offense was has not been the problem. I like this offense a lot. Jamie, you like this offense. Marsh, you like this offense. This offense. Th- this is just another. This is a hot streak. They were on a, a cold streak for about two or three weeks. They had been dreadful. And now they've they found their bats again. 
To do it against the Braves, yes, very impressive. But this is this is what happens throughout the course of a baseball season. This is what happened happens to the Braves. Braves have the best offense in baseball. There are streaks that they have gone on where offensively they haven't been great. Few and far between. But this is baseball. It's streaks. The one consistent thing that you need to have throughout the course of a season, and definitely in the postseason, is pitching. And the Cardinals don't have pitching. That's why they're 61 and 78. But 11 runs last night, again, against Strider, yes, impressive. But this offense is is capable of being one of the top offenses in the National League. And I don't think anything about last night changes that. No. Or if they, they or if they could shut out tonight, it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't change it. All that happened in the last couple of games is the Cardinals proved that they can bang with some of the best in the game. Period. Uh, Atlanta Braves are the scariest lineup, in my opinion, top to bottom. Absolutely. And the, the Cardinals have taken it to them. Two games in a row. Now the Braves have still put up runs. They've still made it scary for you. Mm-hmm. You've tried to hand it back. I see you. You've tried. But you couldn't because your offense still was good enough to get you through it. Mm-hmm. This is, for me, this is a very um, good sign for the Cardinals because moving forward into next season, you look at it and go, okay, we really only have one area that we have to truly absolutely just nail it we need pitching across the board starting bullpen you name it we need pitching because consistently if you get an offense not like the last two nights i know like 10 and 11 runs i mean it's not gonna happen on a regular basis but if you look at the runs scored by the cardinals their offense is fine then they're top five in major league baseball if that's the case and you're putting up six runs or seven runs or eight runs like they have and not losing the game yeah you got a different team. So, I mean, yeah. John, hey, Mo, it doesn't get any easier for you. Like, I'm, don't screw it up. How many times have, you, have, they, have the Cardinals scored five or six runs and lost the game? Too many. That really, something like you last what, night Anthony, ticks you off. That's a great question, and I promise you this. By tomorrow or latest Monday, I am going to have an official count of how many games the Cardinals have lost while scoring five or more runs. Because it, is, I bet you it'll be surprising. Mm-hmm. To see just how poorly they have pitched. Yes, which again is why you're in last place right now in the NL Central. So we talk about you know another four home runs last night. This this again is another. Where where is the crowd that doesn't want the launch angles stuff? Where's the crowd that doesn't want the home runs? Where's the crowd that wants to see bunts consistently? Oh, I like the bunt. I'm it okay should be part of your offense. Part of the arsenal. Home Anthony. runs is part. Home runs part of the offense. If, like Mike Tyson. Okay, he knocked, knocked knocked a lot of guys out, but he established a jab. You know, you never know you got a jab. The jab equal to the bunt. Then you go for the home run. Boom! The knockout punch. Anthony, come on! Don't knock the bunt. You know better, especially his, on this show. His right hook was one of the best in boxing history. Yeah, that's the. Home Imagine run. having the the good jab though. <laughs> Establish, down a establish, right hook. There you go. Three runs. Crooked Seriously, numbers how, all day long. How unbelievable was his right hook? Uh, pretty unbelievable. That was the Cardinals last night. Yeah. Couple of ding-dong Johnsons. Four to be four to be exact. Paul Goldschmidt. Anybody have Goldie? I know I took him two nights ago. Anybody hit one with Goldie last night? No? Nope. Okay. Impressive stuff. Gorman. Ed Gorman. Not Goldie. How do we do a beat the streak? 
I see Acuna uh, got one. Olsen we all got hits. For, he also went three for four with a ding dong Johnson. All three of us. <laughs> Ouch. All three of us got hits. Unfortunately for Barry, his first go at beat the streak, he did not get a hit with Ozzy Albies. One of the only Braves mm. that did not get a hit last I night. I almost didn't get a hit either with Ronald Acuna Jr. until the ninth you. inning. Yeah. base hit up the middle. I had that guy the night before. He's a bum. Yeah. No doubt about it. That guy will never be a big star in this league. No, never. <laughs> no, I hope he doesn't want to get paid because he's not. Uh, Adam Wainwright will be on the bump tonight. Max Freed will take the hill for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Wayno, 3-10, and 8-1-0 ERA, and he goes for win number 199. Again. Yeah. How cruel would it be, Jamie? After the Cardinals no, combined for 21 I know runs. I what you're going to say. 21 runs the last two nights. Put up a goose egg including Strider against Strider. Wayno could be going against Strider tonight. He's not. Strider went last night, and the Cardinals took him out of Woodjet. Yeah. 21 combined runs in Atlanta, his hometown. Yeah. The last two nights. How cruel would it be? If this offense doesn't show up tonight against Max, you Freed. just willed it into existence. I was hoping you. You were thinking it, nah, but I didn't I just say said it. it. I, I just worse. said what you were thinking. There are a lot of things that we think of throughout the course of a day, Anthony, uh-huh. that we shouldn't say, and we don't. You say most of the things that most, pop in your but head, but not everything. That's one of them I wouldn't have said. This is on you now. <laughs> oh sure. Oh. Oh sure, yeah. This is this is all me. It's on you. If Adam Wainwright doesn't collect win number one ninety nine, which he's been in search for, unfortunately, for two months now, he'll be fine. Six twenty start. Cardinals versus Braves. Got a fun show for you today. Braden Shen is going to join us in five minutes. Braden Shen. We got our Blues and Brews event coming up. You can join us, 101 ESPN and Bud Light, for the Blues and Brews on Friday evening, September 22nd, at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. We're going to be out there. We're going to be doing a live broadcast. We're excited for it. And to get fired up for the Blues season, we're having the event out at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. It's going to be an outdoor street party featuring live music from country music star chris lane and local blues musician marquise knox plus appearances by blues players such as our guy Braden shed yeah. again join us at 215 and alumni food trucks blues merch 101 espn giveaways and more tickets are now on sale so all you have to do is go to 101ESPN.com for additional event details and to purchase your tickets for the before blues and brews on september 22nd but jamie i'm fired up for this, this it's gonna event. be a great night man honestly we're talking to some of the Blues staff and talking to some of the players and everybody involved. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be there. The show will be there during the day. Um, I'll be there at night. going to be music. And obviously, Budweiser. Bud Heavy. Anthony. Nothing heavy Flow. about it, Jamie. A little Bud Select, maybe. Oh, yeah. Ooh, baby. Yeah. We also have Guns N' Roses tickets to give away again. So if you missed your opportunity the last couple of days, to get your hands on some Guns N' Roses tickets. They're playing Saturday night at Bush Stadium. We will have your chance, so stay locked in here on 101 ESPN. We'll talk to Chris Kerber in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll also talk about Dakota Hudson next hour. Dakota Hudson has put together a nice He's little a run here. Jamie, does Dakota Hudson work as your fifth starter for next season? Ugh. We'll talk about it. Plenty of NFL discussion, too, because tonight, right here on 101 ESPN, Chiefs-Lions kick off the 2023 season. 
We'll tell you what the punishment is for the Riz Show Fast Lane Pick'em Challenge. And you could register right now at 101ESPN.com for the Pick'em Challenge. So we got a lot coming up for you throughout the course of the day. More predictions ahead of tonight's game and ahead of the NFL season. But Braden Shen, Blues Forward, will join us next. Talk about the upcoming season here on 101ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101ESPN. Chris Kerber on the call as uh, Braden Chen. We're going to line him up here in a second, but we do have some news that was shared earlier today, guys, that that was a perfect time to discuss. Jamie, 101 ESPN and the Blues, five-year deal. Yeah. New f- new five-year deal. Blues have signed up. We need Jamie's mic on uh, when you get a chance. There you go. Renewing the deal with the Blues is fantastic. 101 ESPN, been bringing the games, content, other shows. It's exciting times. Absolutely. So Blues CEO of Business Operations, Chris Zimmerman, as well as our big boss, John Kialski, announced the deal today. So the Blues and 101 ESPN signed a five-year extension to keep the Blues right here on FM radio. Nothing better than hockey and FM, man. That's great. Chris Kerber, Joey Vitale, they bring it to the people all the time. And one of the guys that they talk about, Anthony, a lot, is uh, our guy Braden Shen, who uh, we're going up to the celebrity line right now. Let's go to transition. Yeah, nice job, huh? Shenner, how are we doing today, bud? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? Good, good. How was your summer, buddy? Uh, it was good. We were well, we were in St. Louis all summer and hanging out, and uh, we had baby number two here in St. Louis, so just with... Uh, getting passports and everything like that, getting across the border. So we just decided to stay here, and, and uh, we enjoyed it. It was good. All right, so baby number two uh, is here. I've got four, and the moment you're you're in one-on-one coverage right now, which is fine. If you guys decide to have baby number three, you're on the penalty kill, and I can tell you from that point on, you're scrambling, <laughs> buddy. Oh, yeah, I've heard it's a game changer. But, no, we, uh, <laughs> we're we enjoying every minute of it. It's been awesome. So we got two under two. It's busy, but... Uh, yeah, I uh, wouldn't want it any other way, that's for sure. Yeah, congratulations, 202. We we had um, 18 months apart from our first or our second. And, Braden, I can tell you, the moment that I realized that we had two was when my daughter, who was like two and a half at the time, I was changing the, the newborn's diaper, and she had pushed the laundry basket to the top of the stairs because we're upstairs, and then pushed it all the way down the stairs, and the laundry just tumbled down the stairs. I'm like, okay, I'm uh, I'm in in over my head here. But you'll love it. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, we're loving it. It keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. Absolutely. So, Braden, uh, when it comes to this upcoming blue season, uh, you guys coming off a year that you, you, nobody nobody wanted or expected, and you guys have to change course kind of halfway through with the trade deadline because you know that now a lot of the pieces that uh, you know some helped win a cup here they're out the door. What's this off season been like from a preparation standpoint? Has anything changed for you? Um, you know, uh, preparation. I think it's it's always the same. It's um, you know. I think you always try and find ways to get better. Um, you know, there's new trends kind of throughout the league. It's no different than, you know, on ice, off ice. There's things that guys do. Um, you know, it's always a, a copycat league, as as they say. But, you know, I just try and find ways to get better and stuff like that. And I think just the way 
that our season was last year or that, you know, it ended, it ended with a bitter taste in your mouth and came in last year and we were expected to be good and, and uh, we just weren't. So I think everyone's ready. We're hungry. Um, and uh, sometimes you need to uh, take a lick in there for a year to, you know, finally realize how hard it is to win the league and you just can't show up to uh, the season or camp or, or um, I guess just come, you have to come together and, and um, you know, hold each other accountable and, and expect to win hockey games. Shenner, what's the challenge now for you guys? The returning veterans, you know, obviously you lose a lot of leadership in Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, a longtime St. Louis Blue, Ivan Barbashev, a very well-liked guy on your team. Like you lose a lot of guys that have been part of the core. What's the challenge now for the rest of the veterans coming back this year? Yeah, those are those are three obviously names that had a ton of respect in our locker room and then obviously losing your captain and stuff like that. Um, you know, that's now it's guys to step up and, and, and have a voice and, and, uh, learn to be leaders and, and take responsibility, um, not only on the ice, but off the ice as well. Um, you have to come up with different ways and, and, uh, see the, see the room from a different angle when you are, uh, kind of part of the leadership core, if you, if you will say, and, and, um, take care of things and make sure, um, you know, things are on the right track. And if they are going off the, off the wrong track, you have to kind of nip it in the butt quickly and, and get guys back on the same program. So, um, obviously we have not, we have some new voices in there, but guys have been there for a long time. We have veteran guys. We have a lot of guys that are willing to, um, you know, help out with, with the leadership, uh, side of things. We have guys kind of learning that side of things too. So, um, kind of the, the old and older and, and, um, young guys have to find a way to, to come together and, and kind of, like I said, tip the culture back in the way it's in, in the in the right direction. It's never going to be perfect, and you have to to find ways to um, you know keep on navigating and and you know finding ways to uh, make sure your culture is going in the right direction. Well, a guy that should help that out is a guy that uh, you guys acquired uh, in Kevin Hayes. This guy's a longtime NHL player. Obviously, it was a bit of a bumpy road in Philly for him, but. I know that uh, he's excited to be here in St. Louis, and I know that you guys have, you know, gotten a chance to catch up with him. What's he think so far? And you know, in your opinion, you know, how much is he going to help? I mean, I'll just, uh, well, I mean, on the ice, we 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 don't really have to talk about that. I think guys know kind of, or I guess not everyone knows, but people know what he brings to the table. But off ice, just you know, he's he's a voice in our locker room. He's tons of fun to be around. Um, you know, he can keep it lighter. He also knows how to how to be serious and just kind of for the couple of weeks. And I've known him for, I guess, a couple of years now. But for the couple of weeks being around St. Louis, just a, a guy that, uh, you know, people gravitate towards. Um, though he's having fun and, and uh, he knows what it's like to be uh, a pro in this league. And, um, you know, we're really excited to have a guy like that in our locker room. Just a, a good, solid guy down to earth and a and, uh, good hockey player as well. Jenner, another good, solid guy is Jake Neighbors. He made some big strides last year in his first full go-round with pro hockey in the NHL. Uh, you know, what uh, What do you expect from, from Jake Neighbors this season? Because I know that the young man lived with you for a little bit of time. And uh, did you officially kick him out when baby number two arrived? Uh, yeah, J- Jakey boy kicked out. Uh, nothing <laughs> against him, but uh, parts of three years lived in the basement. Uh, I got two now, and uh, <laughs> I got to take care of him, so... 
I don't need the third uh, 21 or 22 year old to take care of too. But no, anything he needs off the ice or, or stuff around the city or whatever, I'm always willing to help. But uh, I think at 21, 22, you got to find ways to cook meals for yourself or or do things for yourself. But um, you know, just expecting. You know, it's it's I guess. Uh, got drafted what four years ago so obviously a time where you know he feels more comfortable just kind of being around the room and and the guys and kind of knows what it takes to to play pro hockey now um you know it's not his first year uh i guess full year playing pro hockey and you know expect big things out of him he's a guy that is also uh amazing locker room guys that you want to have on your team he'll do anything for any teammates and and um you know just on the ice he's 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 going to be more comfortable there he's uh, you know, he's getting bigger and stronger and more mature and, and uh, probably expect big things out of him this year. Blues forward Braden Shen joining us right now on the fast line on 101 ESPN with former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Braden, what's the best thing about playing for Coach Craig Berube? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty much all I know. That's uh, that's one thing. <laughs> um, I guess I had him in, in Philadelphia a long time. I only had really uh, kind of been away from him a year and a half. But I just think, the you know, how much he cares for his players, um, you know, honesty, there's no really uh, gray area with them. Guys know where they stand. And, and, you know, if you see him around, even the locker room, I know it's training camp hasn't started yet, but he's coming up and seeing what his players are doing, how their summer was and stuff like that. And that's a guy that you want to play for. So, um, you know, and a veteran team uh, that enjoyed playing for him. So, you know, we have a great coaching staff and it's on us players to, to figure it out and, and uh, not only be ready for training camp, but just, you know, build it up in training camp and be ready for the season. Braden, we've asked this of, of coach before, but for you, from what you can remember playing for him in Philly, what is different about coach Berube now compared to when you played for him in Philly? Um, I think just, uh, I mean, I think this comes with experience of everything. Um, you know, I, I would say just kind of interactions or how to manage players um, where it was, you know, nine, ten years ago compared to where it is now, right? There's the, you know, coaches have to be different than they were nine or ten years ago. So I, I would say um, just with that, just, you know, able to manage players and personalities and, and pushing the right buttons at the right time. And I feel he's very good at doing that. And has, has uh, definitely got better over the past 10 years. And like I said, we, uh, we enjoy playing for him in our locker room. And, and um, like I said, we, we have very, very good uh, assistant coaches as well that uh, support chief and, and it's on us players to, um, you know, be ready. Shannon, what's the biggest misconception people have of Craig Berube? Because, you can YouTube him, and you sure, boy, you sure do get a picture in your head of what he's like to play for. But for you as a player that's had him in two different locations, but obviously right here now in St. Louis for an extended period of time, you know what's a misconception that people might have, of Chief? Uh, I don't know. I think obviously, uh, you know, see how, how how tough he was, and and a guy that play, um, you know, over a thousand games playing the way he did. Uh, one thing you have to be is a good teammate and obviously he was and, and he expects that of his of his players uh you know misconception i'm not sure but i just just from talking to him he wants guys to be selfless and and uh and we all know it it takes everyone in our locker room to win and and if uh if guys are going off the uh kind of on their own program it's it's he's very good at trying to reel guys back in so um yeah i don't know about misconception or not but uh, he just wants guys to be good teammates, and, and that's how he was when he played. Braden, we know you're a busy man. Thank you for the time. 
Congratulations to you and your wife on the the second, and uh, we look forward to watching you guys throughout the course of the season. And we're going to see you in a couple of weeks here as the uh, the Blues have their event, the Blues and Brews, coming up at the end of the month. So I'm sure we'll talk to you then too. Yes, I will be there. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, anytime, it's our pleasure. Thank you, Brad. Right, I'll let you buy me a beer that night, buddy. Thanks. No problem, guys. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> you know, Shen, a couple of times there, Jamie. I thought that was I thought it was interesting when we started asking him about Barubi. Did you notice he, he brought it up not once but twice? It's up to the players. Yeah. He goes, uh, and, and he's right. He's yeah. right. But I, I thought that, you know, for for a leader, somebody that is very aware, knowing what happened last year, to bring it up multiple times to say, it's on us in this locker room well, to get it done. that is the ultimate leader. It is. It's the ultimate leader. Go back through the chain of captains here in the last little bit. And I'm not saying that Shannon will be the captain. I, I said this to Randy Carricker. This morning, we were, we were chatting for the 101 on sports. It's going to air on Fox 2. Nice. Um, but I said captains aren't defined by a letter on their jersey. And most of the time, guys who get upset that they're not wearing the C don't deserve it then. Because if that's what your reward is, then you're really not truly a leader. You're a pretender. You're pretend leading so you get the letter and be at the recognition. Right. Guys like Shannon aren't pretenders. And he doesn't care what the hell is on his jersey. The blue note is all he cares about. And he wants to win hockey games. He was not happy with a, him and a lot of other players were not happy with the way last season went. And he knows it's on the players. There's only so much the coaches can do. They give you the recipe. And if you go and screw up and you don't cook everything the right way, that's on you, man. No doubt. So it's good to hear that. In about 15 minutes, we are going to have our sports six-pack. So if you have a question, you can send it into the Air Comfort Service text line at 314-399-9646. Again, the sports six-pack coming up in about 15 minutes. Tonight, you got Lions, you got Chiefs right here on 101 ESPN. So you can tune in if you're driving around tonight and you might miss at least part of the game. We got you covered right here on 101 ESPN as the Chiefs and the Lions kick off the 2023 season. Braves, Cardinals tonight. We got a lineup, so we'll play a lineup game next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Heckman Lumber. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, trex, evergreen, and azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber is an authorized Yeti dealer and also stocks a large assortment of grills. So celebrate summer with a new big green egg, Weber gas, or charcoal grill, and all of the accessories from Hackman Lumber. Come visit their showrooms in St. Charles, Pacific, and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, Cardinals looking to open up another can on the Braves tonight. Do I hear a sweep? Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, a can of what? A, like a can of peaches? can of peach. Peaches. Or, uh, a can of peaches. How did that yeah. song go? Peaches. Peaches. 
The Justin Bieber song? Peaches for me. Yeah. No. Ryder's singing it in my ears. Yeah, I get right now. I can't hear With what he's singing, Millions I feel like I've peaches. never heard the song before peaches in my for life. Me. Are you talking about peaches. the Bieber song? Yeah. No, it's the President of the United mm-hmm. States sing uh, Peaches. You've never heard song. that song? Millions of Peaches. People. No. Peaches, peaches for me. Oh, I think I maybe, a, maybe I have. It's an, old, it's an older song. Peaches, Peaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's just basically, it's like a Beyonce song. They just repeat. They just re- repeat ah. the, the word Peaches over and over again. Okay, here we go. Max Fried, huh? He's a left-hander, Oh, Jamie. boy, that the changes LHP. Well, we got five guys who aren't playing then, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's correct. They're not allowed to hit. That's correct. Uh, let's go with uh, Tommy Edmond. Hang on, Anthony. I'm updating my okay, LHP. Right, okay. Yeah, right. Tommy Edmond. Show, Tommy us, show us Tommy Edmond. Tommy likey. Tommy want wingy. All right. Uh, Goldie. Is that your name? It's Goldie. Yeah. Show us. Mr. Paul Goldschmidt, please. Sorry, guys. Oh, Gold. Anthony, we got to get him off his feet. Why? Uh, because, you know, it's a scheduled day off. That's their new thing. It's their new thing. So who the hell is it? One of the only freaking guys I want to watch on this team. And we're giving him a scheduled day off. But guess what? He's going to have the whole offseason off. And it's coming sooner than later. Literally in like a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. Let, you know what? Free Goldie. Let him play. You got to get him off his feet for next year. Why? Uh, save the bullets. You're trading him anyways. True. <laughs> That's true. Let's not get him hurt. <laughs> All right. We need pitching. Tyler O'Neill. Oh, whoa. Well, he was off his feet yesterday. He's had plenty of... So he just goes to the two-hole? Oh, yeah. When you're well-rested, you go right after the two-hole aggressively. Go ahead. I like it. Show us. Tyler O'Neill. Okay. See? He was there a couple of games ago, too. That's the only... I have a, this book of lineups that I have here has every Ooh. freaking lineup. Okay, so when he when he hit second a couple of days ago, who was who was hitting third? All right, Anthony. <clears throat> Glad you asked. Why don't you check that for us, please? I'm going to go through here and check. Because it I, might be an indication of who's well, hitting third tonight. It may or may not be, because Arenado, it was Goldie hitting third. I say we go right back to that thing, because Ollie... Ollie typically uses similar so lineups. The last left-handed pitcher that we faced. Yeah. Okay. So I keep good records, Anthony. Uh-huh. We went Edmund O'Neill Goldie Arenado. That's what the top four. I say we do that again. All right. I don't think I don't think Ollie shakes up his lineups that much. If this happens, then all we have to do from now on is take this sheet and the one from yesterday and just pin them up and go, oh, lefty. Cross right. out some guys that might be banged up a Copy. little bit. Copy. And paste. Yes. Okay. Show us Paul Goldschmidt. Gold. That rich with gold. gold. Yep. With your notes and my idea to run it back, Jamie. Yep. This is gold now for us. It is. All right. Well, so who's Holly, next? we're on to you. Right on, Jamie. Right on. <laughs> Thank you, Janet. <sighs> Love hearing Janet. Uh, so this is this is this Nolan. Is, no, this is your guy. Marshy, would you please show us? Nolan Arnado. Nolan is a security guard at the lumber yard. Now the next one gets interesting because on my former sheet, it had Contreras as the DH in the five spot. I could see that happening again with Wayno on the bump. Yeah, but has he played the last two games? Contreras has. Yeah, but he's caught. Exactly. So, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. 
guy. Okay. All right. Do it. Show us that big willy. What a shame. Uh, it is. We really like it. Um, hmm. Okay. Who is who is six in that lineup? Gorman. Against Lefty, too. Although that kid's raking right now. Yeah, I, I think Gorman plays today. Is he there? I don't know. But I think he plays. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, it, uh, so what else, who else Walker? do we have here? Could be Walker. Walker was eighth in that game, but he has but been he's been a raking. I say Walker. Okay. Let's walk it like it's hot. Let's walk it like it's hot, please. Show us. Walk it like it's hot. Walk it like it's hot. Walk it like it's hot. Now okay. do you go Gorman? I think you do go Gorman. He was six last time, and he has been absolutely murdering baseballs. I love it. Show us. Storman. Gorman. You're wrong. I don't like Janet's voice as much when she does it that way. Huh. Sorry, Janet. I love you still, but I just don't like when you say we're wrong. Jamie, let's let's pause here here for a second, okay? Call a timeout. Call on a timeout. Call on a first timeout. We'd like a timeout, please. We just got a we just got a gift here in that Contreras is not in this lineup. So we know that Kisner is gonna be Why would you say it like that? He hit a bomb yesterday. That's not a gift, not having that guy's bat in your lineup. It's a gift for us putting the lineup game together. How though. do we know he's not in the lineup? Because uh, he's not, he hasn't, has he ever batted below five? Well, he wouldn't after the way he hit the ball yesterday. No. So I don't think he's in this lineup. So Kisner's somewhere in this lineup. Wynn is somewhere in this lineup. Mm hmm. What else do we need? Well, outfielders. Burleson, he won't be in there. Um, Newt. Newt's going to play. Newt's going to play. He's, he's here somewhere. Newt. He has to be. Who's your outfield? You got Edmund right now in center field. O'Neal and O'Neal and Walker. I think we need a sec. I think we still need well, a second or is baseman. Edmund playing second base. I think he's your center fielder. I think Gorman's still in this lineup somewhere. Kisner's somewhere in this lineup. Wynn is somewhere in this lineup. And then we got a bit of a wild card because we don't know who the DH is. Is it Palacios? Not the DH, but is he in this lineup somewhere? He might be. He could be the, the like wild Walker the DH? Who did we just try? Gorman? Yeah. I don't uh I don't think it would be Kisner here. It's not Win. This is our wild card. Whoever I, it is, it's our it's I our still wild think card. it's a newt. Okay, go ahead. Try it. Now I'm nervous. All right. Hang on. I don't know who else it would be. I don't think he bats Kisner this high. I don't think he bat win, bats win this no, high. No. We just tried Gorman. So whoever this is is a bit of a wild card. Your wild card options would be Palacios. That's high in the order for him. Though. Right. Who did you Although say? Palacios did lead off a couple of games. You said Newt. He did lead off a couple of games. I can go Newt. back in my notes and show you. Who else is on this roster that we haven't mentioned? Baker? Uh, Luke and Baker are still on this roster. Fermin. Fermin. Is he your second baseman? But he's not going to get six, is he? I, if it's... I think we should try Newt, and if it's not Newt, then I think we should... Kisner. Yeah. All right. Show us Lars Newpar. No, no, no. Show us the captain, Andrew Kisner. Okay, I'm running downhill now, Anthony. Baker. I'm panicking. No, it's, Baker. It's not, it's not Palacios. We just tried Gorman, Kisner, Newt. It's not going to be Win. It's not going to be for me. DHing and Baker's at first base? It might be. Show us Rube Baker, please. Wow. Wow. 
That was rough. That was ugly. But we... Ow, Peter! <laughs> what did he... What? Never mind, I don't want to know. Ow, Peter! Pe oh. Family guy there. Okay. Baker Street so this is This would be Andrew Kisner, according to my records. Okay. Yeah. Show us the captain, please. <clears throat> Son of a... This is Gorman. I think Baker's at first. Goldie's your DH. We've already got our outfielders, so this is going to be okay. Gorman at second. Go ahead. Show us Nolan Gorman. There's a storm coming out of Now Kisner, then oh, Lynn. Slow, slow down. No, no, I'm I'm, I, I didn't say show me. You get mad at Andrew all the time because he's, oh, he's not fast enough, and I, then you're just blitzing him. I didn't say show me. I, I was verbalizing it with you, my partner. It's all right. I picked up the blitz. Yeah, you did. He's fine. He's in mid-season form already. I, I don't ever doubt him. I think, Jamie, this You're is not, Kisner not and then Win. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right, Anthony. <laughs> I never said you weren't. Did I? No. Oh, zip no. it then. Go ahead. Okay. First of all, show us Andrew Kisner. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Second of all, let's not point fingers, okay? I didn't point anything. Let's not point fingers. I didn't you're point. a problem. Well, <laughs> you're a big problem. As you point at me. Anthony? I think he's pointing at Mike Ryder. Show us. Be tough picking up your teeth with broken fingers. Mason win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. All right. Poof. Run it, Marsh. Please. Wow. Good thing okay. I kept records. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were smart. We're like, oh, so oh, happy. Copy and copy and paste. I'm smarter than the Rips game. and repeat. I don't think so. Burn obviously. this thing now. All right, let's see what we got going on here tonight as the cards look to get the sweep. Leading off in center field, Tommy Edmond batting second and left. Tyler O'Neill batting third, the DH, Paul ah, Goldschmidt. Your cleanup hitter, third baseman, Nolan Arnato. Batting fifth in right field, Jordan Walker. Batting sixth, the first baseman, Lucan Baker. Batting seventh, second baseman, Nolan Gorman. Batting eighth, the catcher, Andrew Kisner. And batting ninth, the shortstop, Mason Win. Back, 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 back. Stay fair! Go foul! Stay fair, stay fair! Go foul, go foul! I don't believe what I just saw! Home run! Okay, Jamie, who do you got for a home run? I don't know yet. Marsh, who do you got for a home run? Oh, you're asking. Jordan Walker. Why do you do that? Sorry. Why I'm going to take that? Nolan Arnato. Go ahead, Jamie. I was supposed to pick first. Well, you got to be quicker than that. You paused. Was that really? Fred Flintstone? No, is that a no. uh, dude from the uh, Geico commercial? Say it again. You got to be quicker than that. Fred Flintstone. You thought it was a great kazoo? You're thinking no. of the Yabadabadoo! Or maybe Barney. That's who I was saying yeah, it Yeah, thinking of Barney. Barney was, uh, hey, Fred. Hey, Fred. Yeah. Do it the first, do it how you did well, it the first time. What was Barney's last name? Rubble. Rubble. Yeah. Who'd you think was hotter, Betty or Wilma? Wilma! You liked Wilma? Probably not. I, don't know. I just wanted I to say. I thought Betty was sneaky hot. She was that sneaky hot. Bow, blue bow in her yeah. hair. Yeah. It got me. Yeah. Anthony, actually, you like dinosaurs so much, you wanted the, uh, <laughs> The dino, the pet dinosaur. Dino. Yeah, Dino. Yeah, Dino. Yeah. Bam, bam. Whole gang. There at the. Uh, why do you call him Bam, bam? Bam, bam. Yeah, the bam. Bat. That's smart. Oh, that's why. Let's give this kid a bat. Let's give him a a, a violent. Yeah. Yeah. Instrument to just smash on Made the floor. Made out of wood. And let him. 
Let him play with our daughter, Pebbles. Mm -hmm. now, He's got this big bat. He's yeah. playing with my daughter. I'm not okay with that. When Some you, of the worst parenting you're ever going to see. That question that you just asked, are we talking about the cartoon version or the live-action movie version? No, the cartoon, of course. Cartoon. Okay. Yeah, the original. Absolutely. Just making sure. Jamie, who's your home run call? I don't even know where we're at right now. Who did you guys pick? Marsh uh, took Walker. I took Walker. Anthony took Texas Ranger. Who? Kisner? No. Nolan Arnott. Oh, he, okay. he took Nolan Arnott. Okay. Uh... <sighs> Well, it took me a go, second. I got it. I'm not that young. Walker. Texas Ranger. Texas yeah. Ranger. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, RL Chalk. It bit us in the butt last night. I'm not going to let it happen again. But every time I pick gold, he goes 0 for like 12. Yeah. Mm, we need sense. him tonight, mm -hmm. too. With You know, we're trying to go. We're trying to get 199 tonight. And Jamie. Yeah, we are. Is trying to hinder that by mm -hmm. picking Paul Goldschmidt. All right. Are we about to learn how important play calling is in the NFL? I think so. That's next on 101 ESPN. To the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So tonight starts the NFL season, and you can get registered, by the way, to play our NFL Pick'em Challenge against the Rizzuto Show. You can take on us. You can take on the Riz Show each and every week. Go to 101ESPN.com, sign up to play the Pick'em Challenge, and then again, you can take on us. You can take on the Rizzuto Show and the Fastlane Riz Show, throwing down all football season long in the Pick'em Challenge. Get signed up to, signed up to play at 101ESPN.com. It's all courtesy of Bud Light. Tonight, Chiefs-Lions. You don't have different play callers tonight, Jamie, although you do have a new offensive coordinator in Kansas City who's Matt Nagy. He was in Kansas City prior to that. He got hired by the Bears, whatever. Is it's Andy really, Reid's. Is that really a change? It's Andy Reid's offense, and he's going to continue to call plays. And it's going to be interesting tonight to see what he does without Travis Kelsey, potentially. We don't know if he's if he's in or out, but it doesn't look good for Kelsey. But, Jamie, I was, I was thinking about this. You know how I feel about play calling and how big the offensive coordinator is and how big the system and the quarterback and the marriage between the two is important in the league. But when you look at this year specifically, I think you can make the case that the play caller, whether it's the OC or the head coach, is going to have a, a profound impact on several teams. Washington is one of them, with Eric Bieniemy now going from Kansas City I'm to the I'm Commanders. I'm interested to see how that shapes up because he really doesn't have a good team over there no he's got a quarterback that's in his second year but a first time yeah, as a starter in sam way Howell. better than the head coach thought he was and actually had he known he was this good he would have changed early how does ron rivera not get fired immediately you're sitting there you're an owner <laughs> or new ownership really it's new ownership uh -huh. and you're sitting there and you listen to your head coach say oh who knew who knew that the quarterback uh, could play wish i uh wish i put him in last year <laughs> Dude, you're the head coach. I just about lost my lunch when I read that. I was like, "What are we doing here?" Even if it's true, don't, don't tell the it. media. T say something like, "Man, he's really worked out his game, and what a difference from last year." You know, don't say, "Oh, if I would have just known about this guy, you're not." We would have been a playoff team, even though I eliminated us when we were still mathematically right. available. You're not Johnny Commander fan from Landover. <laughs> talking about, oh, yeah, I went to a practice. I saw this guy could play. Who knew? You're the head freaking coach. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so you got Eric Bieniemy taking over. 
I think Ken Dorsey in his second year with Buffalo, a lot of heat's on him too because Brian Dable did a remarkable job with the Giants last year, did a hell of a job getting Josh Allen pro ready. Yep. And now Ken Dorsey takes over. It looked real good until the weather started to change and then things started to go off the rails. So you got him as a new play caller. You've got the Justin Fields MVP hype, although it, I I think that's ridiculous. So you're looking at the Bears and what what you can do now to open up that 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 play calling. Indianapolis with Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson. Whether or not you know Shane Steichen can who helped Jalen Hurts have a remarkable season last year. Can he can he get Anthony Richardson going? Frank Reich is in Carolina now with Bryce Young. You've got a bunch of different play callers that could make a profound impact in various spots in the NFL, and I I didn't cover all of them. I think you omitted the biggest one, to be honest. Mike McCarthy in Dallas? No. Baltimore. Oh, yeah, Todd Munkin, absolutely. You're right. We spent months talking about that. You're right. (laughs) Like, I'm anxious to find out if it was the play calling or the player. Mm -hmm. I say that all the time. Is it the play caller or the player? Where are you, though? Because it's a good question. I have, and I've been steadfast, that it was Greg Roman and his scheme that put the handcuffs on Lamar, and Lamar did more for that offense than what the scheme would allow. So I think I think Lamar is going to have an MVP season this year if he stays healthy. So before I give you my opinion on this, I got to ask you a question because <clears throat> you watch a lot of the tendencies for the quarterbacks way closer than I do. Mm-hmm. What do you f- think of, or how do you feel about Lamar's ability to identify pass coverage? I think he's going to do. No, what I, what yes, have you seen? I think, what have I seen? Yeah, I seen that. I have seen that he is better in the middle of the field, diagnosing linebackers and safeties as opposed to corners on the outside. Okay, I think he does a great job of diagnosing the play in front of him as opposed to scanning. A lot of quarterbacks are like that, but I think he does a great job of hold. He he terrorizes linebackers with his mobility and his eyes. And I think he does the same thing with safeties when they ask him to start to throw outside the numbers. I think that's where things get a little haywire. But, okay, but isn't that the biggest problem then? Because his we're about mobi- to find out. To your point, then. So again, the player or the play calling. Mm-hmm. So now, was the play calling orchestrated because they knew all of these things? And now, if they expand the playbook and he's expected to throw outside the numbers and he can't identify, can't pick up things, can't read the coverages properly, yeah. it could be a disaster. So I could also turn it a little bit. It's a great question, and I can't wait to find out. But if I turn it a little bit and say, all right, you watch Kyle Shanahan's offense, you watch some of these other offenses, and these guys are open. Like Travis Kelsey. How does Travis Kelsey get so wide open at well, times? He's a pretty good player. Still, the defense is like, hey, let's throw. Do we have eleven guys? Let's put all eleven on them and see what happens, right? But he, he, there, there are plays that design him open. Yeah, I think Baltimore just ran this flat high school style. Not even I don't even degrade high school offenses because they're more creative. Like a lot of it's just mirror routes. Same, the X and the Y are doing the same thing on each side, and defense. It just became so predictable that Lamar was a sitting duck a lot, and I think Todd Munkin will do motion a lot more plays so it doesn't have to be throw outside the numbers as much as can Lamar dot somebody on the hash mark and have that that receiver take it outside yeah I think it's got to open up the playbook but to your point we're gonna man. find out I'm just intrigued to see if again if it was the play calling or the player yeah I, I hope it was the play calling because I think Lamar is a hell of a talented quarterback 
and I'd like to see him be able to succeed with a good offensive coordinator. I think you will. We'll find out, though. All right. Does Dakota Hudson work as your fifth starter for next season? Oh, boy. We're back to this. Yeah. Oh, man. We'll talk about it. Next on 101 ESPN. Ugh. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm trying to keep the keep the ball on the ground uh, for the most part, and you know, I was, it was just you know, they're making adjustments quick, back and forth, and I felt like Wilson kind of guided me through uh, most of it, but just kind of things to learn um, for going forward and being a little bit quicker with those adjustments to where I can stay ahead of them. So that was Dakota Hudson following last night's game. Did you hear what he said there? Talking about Wilson Contreras. What? I didn't think this guy was capable of catching New Majors, let alone Apparently having somebody listen to what he says. Who knew, right? Who knew? Wow. Yeah. Hey, Wilson, congratulations. Man. Right. You're well, make, you're making big strides. You know, we're talking about Wilson Contreras. He's been in the league for about two years or so. One day, maybe you he'll know. be good enough to win a championship. Well, too. let's pump the brakes on that. Hmm. You never, you never want to put that on a guy. Yeah. You know. I mean, he maybe wouldn't be here, but. Mm. Hey, we have your chance right now to score a pair of tickets to see Guns N' Roses with special guest The Pretenders this Saturday night at Bush Stadium. Tickets tickets for the show are now on sale, and you can get four select tickets for just $90. Get your tickets now at cardinals.com slash Guns N' Roses. You can also find a bonus chance to win tickets at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 ESPN mobile app. But here's your question for the day. And if you have the correct answer and you're the 101st texter to 314-399-9646, you're going to win free tickets to go see Guns N' Roses on Saturday night. We know about, of course, the the riot at Riverport here in St. Louis. Guns N' Roses were, were also a part of a, a riot up in Montreal. Yes, they were. Back in the day. I don't know if it was the 80s or 90s, late 80s, early 90s. I just remember because it was like an hour and a half from where I was at. There, People that follow Guns N' Roses know the story. Oh, yeah. So you'll, you would also know who they were opening for. In Montreal. In Montreal. Which band was Guns N' Roses opening for in Montreal when they had the riot in Canada? 101st Dexter, with the correct answer, 314-399-9646. We'll get the tickets to go see Guns N' Roses on Saturday night at Bush Stadium. Okay, so. Yeah. Let's have the Dakota Hudson conversation. No, it's not. He, he is 5-1 and one over his last seven starts. Yeah. There are, uh, there are Cardinals fans. That will point to that and say, hey, he deserves a shot to be in the rotation next year as a fifth starter. Right, Marshy? Marshy Marshy loves wins and losses for a pitcher. Yeah. Hey, they're winning winning the game or you lose the game. Absolutely. His teammates like him. They score runs for him. It's also a statistic Mm -hmm. on advancedstatistics.com slash MLB slash Dakota Hudson. Actually, don't go to that. Mar- no, Slash, was right. Just my opinion. Marsh Marsh went to I'mRight.com. Yes. Found those statistics. Got himself lined up. There, there are more than just Marsh Cardinals Cardinals fans that are Marsh that have, that will point to that and say, "Hey, he deserves a shot." He does. He does deserve deserve a chance to be in the mix in spring training to win the fifth fifth starter job. Of course, he does. But if you take a deeper dive, guys, it, it's it's this is not sustainable. No. He still gave up five runs, guys. He's got a low he strikeout three, rate. He walked more than he struck out. But his he's teammates a, like him. He's got a, <laughs> yeah. 
That, I'll tell you this, though. He's, that aside. He is throwing strikes, oddly enough. Out of 88 is. pitches, he threw 57 strikes. Let's just go over these seven starts. That's 41 and two-thirds innings for Dakota Hudson. Yes, he's 5-1. and one. Yes, his teammates like him. Clearly, they're producing runs for him. Mm-hmm. He's got a low strikeout rate, a high walk rate. He's fine keeping keeping the ball somewhat in the yard. You know, he keeps the ball on the ground for the most eight, part. Eight ground ball outs yesterday. Okay. ERA of four five four, not great. Mm. He's got a fielding independent percentage, which is a better marker than he, than ERA. About in terms of how the pitcher is performing, regardless of everything else, how is that pitcher performing in that ballpark? His FIP is five point nine zero. It reads just like ERA. So if you're like, I don't care what the advanced numbers, it reads just like ERA. Five point nine zero. If that was his ERA, we wouldn't have a conversation. But that's his FIP, which is a better mar- better marker than the ERA. It's not uh, yeah. great. Five and one. That's fantastic. Got a lot of run support, like you said, Jamie. He throws strikes. He goes his five innings. Okay, it's not good enough. You can. He he's he's been going like six innings. Okay, five or yeah, six. At innings. least he's getting into the sixth inning. Spend the damn money and get and get a guy in here that's going to come in and be and be an upgrade in this rotation. Find three three guys this offseason to upgrade this rotation, and then you can have guys like Dakota Hudson and you know whoever waiting in the wings. Is he the guy, though, if they need to fall back on somebody? Like this year we talked about in the office, like the first guy they needed to go to was Jake Woodford. Is he the best option? Let's say they do go out and get three starters, and then someone ends up getting injured because it's you know professional sports and uh-huh. it happens. Is he that first guy to... Make the start. Is he the sixth starter in twenty twenty four? I like him better than Jake Woodford. Okay, I, I well, do yeah. not like him better than Zach Thompson. Correct. That's where I go. To me, there's a, an order here to the available spot. We'll mm-hmm. call it the the uh, the top tier for starter number five. For me, it goes Zach Thompson. Uh, then it would go to Dakota Hudson, and then Matthew Libertor. See, I, I, in my opinion, I don't know if Dakota Hudson plays well in the bullpen. He walks too many batters, like you said. Yes, you could bring him in to get a ground ball. That could work. Uh, you do that now with Andre Pallante. He seems he. It seems like he can't get anybody out no, these days. Tough year for him. But you know, you look at Zach Thompson. He was pretty nasty in the bullpen as well. So I wonder how you do that. Will you put these guys in the bullpen at the start of next year, or do you have them waiting in the wings down in Memphis? Yeah, see, I, I would use Dakota Hudson in the in the pen mm-hmm. for exactly what you said in terms of ground ball rate. He's yeah. got the out of the guys that have that have thrown, you know, um, have thrown a lot over the last month plus. So since August first, he's got the highest ground ball rate out of that group. So mm-hmm. that group would be Zach Thompson, Drew Rom, Libertor, Wainwright, Michaelis, and then Stephen Matz. But obviously, Stephen Matz only threw twelve innings, and that was early last month. But of all those guys, Dakota Hudson's got a, got the highest ground ball rate at fifty five point four percent. I I I don't look at Dakota Hudson as. Let me rephrase this. He ain't the savior. The front office needs needs to get more aggressive with the starting rotation. So let's just leave Dakota Hudson out of it, and just say this front office needs needs to be aggressive with with landing multiple starting pitchers. And you could still give Dakota Hudson an opportunity next spring to compete. I would argue that there's another guy out there that is not very old that 
you could also give a chance to. Like somebody else's project from another team that has more stuff and put him in this kind of, I, I just don't see it, guys. I just don't see it. Uh, Zach Thompson, to me, when I watch him pitch, although he's still a you know, four-innings type guy, he'll build up more and maybe they'll show more confidence in him. To me, his stuff plays better. He's got the, uh, that same group that I just mentioned. He's got the highest strikeout rate. Yeah. I don't know. It's not saying much because none of these guys are strikeout oh, but it is guys. saying something because yeah. this is what you're currently dealing with. And now we're talking about throwing Dakota Hudson back into the mix. Fine. Throw him in the mix for for an opportunity. But, like, I want to see McGreevy. I want to see Graceffo. I want to see Tink Hens. I want to see Libertor. I want to see some of these other young arms. I want to see these guys compete mm-hmm. next year. Drew Rom, put him in the boiler, too. Here you go. Put everybody in the pot. And just one guy will come out of there and be my guy. And, in fact, I'm still going to go sign another guy from somewhere else to compete with this group as well. Because your bullpen needs a lot of help next year. And some of these arms might end up in your bullpen. Mm-hmm. Because your bullpen was atrocious this year as well. You know what Dakota Hudson, the pitcher is? Not Dakota Hudson, the person. I don't know the person. You know Vanilla who, ice cream? You know who, the, who he is as the pitcher? Oh, He's the rom-com. Hey, rom-coms are good. He's like, oh, I love you know, a good rom-com. rom-com. It's Drew, fine. Drew Rom? No, not Drew Rom. No, no, no. Hey, you sit down, you watch You watch a, a rom-com, you're like, okay, this isn't bad. A couple of, couple of decent moments. But we all know how it ends, you guys. Like the rom-coms we we all have... know how it ends. How does it end? It it just ends with the same. It's the same ending. You know for what? Every movie there isn't every necessarily rom-com. an ending, right? I mean, like there's an ending. Like the it's like ah, oh, we broke up, and oh, we're gonna get back together here in the last two minutes of the movie and walk down the road together. Right? You're like, well, what happens next? Did they? Nah, it's that's that did is they get back Dakota together? The picture. It's fine. Got a couple of nice moments. End of the movie, around? you're like, oh, I know is he saw six that coming. One. They've won six games with him. No, the Cardinals are six and one when he pitches. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, I take a lot of value in that. Oh, I boy. do. Sorry. Andrew. That means they're playing. Yeah. They're playing good ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can keep them on your team. Okay? Do you guys not like winning? We Clearly like, you don't. Well, we Clearly. Do. Have you seen? <laughs> Clearly you Clearly, don't. Have you seen? What are you talking season? about? Clearly you don't, Marsh. He's the only guy that's go go on the mountain. We're trying to upgrade Jamie. What Jamie and I are trying to do? We're trying to upgrade this starting rotation. Hold on, you're trying to keep us. No, I'm not saying where we are. Just be patient, Marsh. I am not saying that this guy needs to be your fifth starter. You're fighting. That's exactly what you're saying. No, I'm just saying out of all of these other guys, like he. He deserves, in my opinion, he's has the most tenure here. He actually goes on the mound. They win games when he pitches, which to me says a lot. They're winning games. He's keeping them in games. Whether okay, like you know, oh, he's giving up. Get, they hung how many how many runs did they hang on the board last night? Five, seven, five on him. We're talking about one game here, but no, you understand no, what I'm back. saying. The Cardinals. How many did they score last night? In the first three all, innings. The first three innings. I don't know. What was it seven? It's about 112, right? No, 112. The first three innings, he scored six runs. Okay. Marshy. I just I don't understand why you. I don't get why it. you're angry with because Cardinals fans. I'm not. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, every other pitcher you're hurt though. Their souls. Talking listen, the way here, you are. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna look. Throw away the statistics, right? Throw away the statistics. When I watch, at least from the last month. Every other pitcher in this in this rotation, right? I have no idea what I'm going to get from them. That's why we don't want when this Dakota rotation. Hudson goes out. <laughs> I understand that when no, Dakota Hudson pitches, no. I'm like, ah, they actually might win tonight no, because of 
Marsh. No, okay. you don't. We're gonna that's spare. how I feel. You don't believe that. We're, hey. That's when exactly he's on the bone, how. You don't go, oh, yeah, tonight is a win night. I absolutely do. We're going to get to Chris Kerber. You're going you're gonna to clean up your attitude, Marsh. You We're going to talk to Chris Kerber next. I want to win ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Salter. Let's head to our celebrity line. We're going to chat with our guy, Chris Kerber, voice of the blues right here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Kerbs, welcome in. And what a great day for us here at 101 ESPN and the blues announcing a five-year contract extension uh, to keep the blues coverage right here on 101 ESPN. Yeah, I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, honestly, it wasn't, it didn't take much uh, to renew it, to be honest with you. I don't think Tommy, John, or Steve Chapman and Chris Zimmerman with the Blues would mind me saying that uh, because I, I think the first four years on the station have been fantastic. I think uh, the partnership has been great for both uh, both entities. Uh, I mean, when when you hear like organizations talk about partnerships now as part of kind of broadcast deals, which to me are so much more than that, they're, they really are marketing and, and become – become really more you, you might want to call them in, in today's world of business synergy deals right between two organizations uh i really think the one with the blues and hubbard and, and 101 and, and the whole every station that, that that hubbard has here whether it be the arch wil uh, the point kc 101 um I, I frankly think in the last few years has set the bar for teams in the nhl and and we have teams calling us asking how we've done it and and what have been the benefits because it's been good. So uh, a big congratulations to you guys, to, to Tommy, to John, to everybody, because um, it, it really was everybody's effort that made it such a no-brainer of a decision. Yeah, Curves, there's also a lot of uh, – a lot when you talk about this partnership, there's a lot of opportunity to cross-promote things. And one that's coming up in the next couple of weeks – is the Blues and Brews over at the brewery. I know that the Fast Lane's going to be out there broadcasting that day. We're certainly going to talk to a couple of the players that get out there. But, you know, what can people expect? If they pick up a ticket and head out to the brewery, what can they expect to see? Well, first off, if fans haven't been over to the brewery uh, and, and taken a tour lately, right, or, or maybe you haven't gone to their Christmas lights or, or whatever reason that you have not gone in and you haven't seen – the beer garden that's developed over the last few years, or like I said, you just haven't gone on a tour recently. It's going to blow your mind because they've got such a great venue with the street and the hill and how you can set up a stage and, and great viewing from everywhere. And then, you know, there's sides for, for food tents and trucks and beer and everything that you got it. So first off, I think the layout and the, the backdrop for this kind of event is awesome. And with the blues kicking off a, you know, a new ad campaign of rhythm and blues. And, and so a, a big focus kind of on the history of the name of the team. And of course, tied into the amazing musical history that the city of St. Louis has. Uh, it, it's fantastic. And, and, and back to the partnership we were talking about, Jamie, you know, when, when, when you reach out and, and you've got the iconic stations of, of KC and then 
the point and, and the arch and WIL. You're, you're, you're talking about every station that is tied into so many different genres of music. So to have Marquee Knox playing at the brewery, right, to have country artists playing at the brewery, uh, to be bringing beer to fans that are hockey fans and bringing the players out there to talk on stage amidst the fun, it's just going to be a great kickoff to uh, to the preseason and the regular season on Friday night, the 22nd. So, Curbs, what is the one storyline that has you fired up heading into I don't want to say because it's been the off season, so we'll, we'll just kind of call it the preseason. What's the one blues related storyline that has you fired up right now? Okay, so it, it, I'm getting asked this one a lot, and so it's hard to kind of oh, pick one. So, so thanks. I, all, I, I guess look, I'm not creative. No, Curbs, I appreciate it. Jeez, no, go, Anthony. Uh, well, here's the thing: every time I get asked it, I come up with a different one. That's because right? you're a pro, Curbs. Like, well, no, it's more because there are so many. There are so many like. There's so many things I want to see, but here's one. Here's one related to Robert Thomas, right? Okay, so if if I had to pick a number, and, and Jamie, let's let, let's see with your with your actually having played the game knowledge. Tell me, tell me where you think I'm. I'm either on track or or maybe like right on my own track on this one. But so if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, look, what's a storyline for Robert Thomas or a number that's going to mean something?" I'm going to go with the number 53, and it's actually going to be a percentage. It's 53% on face-offs. And so, so follow me here. Everyone's going to look at goals. You're going to say, okay, this guy could be a 20-goal scorer. He has been, right? He had 77 points two years ago. Okay, uh, Last year, obviously with the struggles of the team, that point total dropped, but he was just below 20 and you know, still in the 60 range. If Robert Thomas, who last year was just below 53% on faceoffs, 52.9, I think it was, if he continues his trend, that was the first year as a pro in, in the NHL, he's been over 50%. If he continues that trend of getting that database that Steve Ott talks about, learning still more of the nuances on faceoffs that Steve Ott has talked about and continues to teach. And Steve Ott, guys, is flat out one of the absolute best faceoff coaches in the National Hockey League. If he does that, that means that the Blues are going to be winning many more draws in the offensive zone, more important draws in the neutral zone, critical draws in the defensive zone. I, I think that puck control aspect is going to be so critical to the year in every aspect to help the team defensively, to help the team offensively, and with him basically becoming the team's number one center with the exit of Ryan O'Reilly, if he gets into that rarefied air of 53% or higher, his point totals are going to be there, and that is a huge win for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, I agree, Curbs. That's exactly where I was headed to. Not the face-off percentage, but having heard you say that, what it does is it puts Robert Thomas on the ice and in a lot more situations, and those situations you know, end up in puck touches, which he needs to try and increase his puck touches and the ability to get up to that 90-95 point plateau because I think that's the next stepping stone for him. It's not just a point of game. It's getting to that 90-95 points and being on the ice more because he's such a good face-off guy can help him do that. Yeah, and the thing that hesitate that I hesitate with with the point of player game thing is while we're seeing a bunch of other teams with guys that can do it, we haven't seen many Blues over the years do it, right? I mean, Tarasenko was what the first to, to do it. And, and well, David Perron, really, a couple of years ago, but in terms of 81, 82 points or more, like you got to go back to Pavel Dimitris until that was just recently hit. 
Um, but in today's National Hockey League, if you're going to compete with the top teams, it's pretty clear that you've got to get some guys in that level and in that range. And the most exciting players are there. When you talk to everybody and you hear either former players or teammates of, of, of his, they talk about the fact that this young man is still coming. He's still coming. And, man, he's been around this summer. Almost every charity event I've been to in the last month, Robert Thomas has been there representing the Blues. He's not all in on the ice. He's all in off the ice to become a leader in that sense, too. So um, does he have the ability? Absolutely. Does Kairou have the ability? Absolutely. Does Butchnevich have the ability? Those are the three guys that have been the most consistent on the Blues roster the last few years that tell us they have the ability. Man, Jamie, if that happens, you're, you're talking about a team that should be talking playoffs, uh, and, and that would be a big jump from last year. Don't forget that you can join us, 101 ESPN and Bud Light for Blues and Brews, Friday evening, September 22nd at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. We talked about this earlier with Curbs. Curbs going to be out there. You can get fired up for the Blues season. It's going to—it's an outdoor street party featuring live music from country music star Chris Lane and local blues musician Marquise Knox. Appearances by blues player and alumni, food trucks, blues merch, 101 ESPN giveaways, and a lot more. Tickets are now on sale. Visit 101ESPN.com for additional event details and to purchase your tickets ahead of Blues and Brews on September 22nd. Curbs, we'll talk to you a couple more times before that, but we are looking for looking forward to seeing you at that that event. Yeah, that'll be fun. Hey, Anthony, call yes, me sir. in ten minutes. I'll come up with a new storyline I hadn't thought of yet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Curbs. I'll just ask it to you next next week. <laughs> Seriously, do we'll probably find one between now and then that's, we haven't talked about. Like there's so many of them. Well, but have you, a good weekend, fellas. As you alluded to, and as you noted, that's a good thing. Yeah, you too, Curbs. We appreciate yeah. it. Okay, cheers. All right, Chris Gerber, Voice of the Blues, 101 ESPN. Again, if you if you missed it on the opening drive today, the announcement was made. Blues, us here at 101 ESPN, five-year contract agreement. You're going to extend this thing for another five years. Looking forward to a lot more Blues coverage uh, on your home of the Blues, 101 ESPN. Let's do our NFL division preview for the AFC West ahead of tonight's game between Kansas City and Detroit. And I just saw something, a note that – May give us an indication of whether or not Travis Kelsey is going to be in uniform tonight. We'll tell you what that is next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time to go around the NFL with a Fast Lane season preview of the AFC West. Well, I had mentioned that we had a little bit of news for you ahead of tonight's Kansas City and Detroit game. And a lot of people are wondering, Chiefs fans and fantasy football fans, is Travis Kelsey going to play? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs just activated a tight end off of their practice squad, Matt Bergman. So he'll be he'll be up. He'll be up. He'll be playing tonight. This doesn't mean that Travis Kelsey won't play, but this, guys, would be an indication that uh, Travis Kelsey might not might not be able to go because if they're bringing up a, another tight end from their practice squad, not a great time for Travis Kelsey. So I don't could even see a understand lot of, why the Chiefs are screwing around with this. Well, you, you know how it is, Jamie. It's opening night. You're, a, you're Travis Kelsey wants to play, so if he's telling you he's good to go, but I don't care if your he wants doctors to play. are telling you you're good to go. I don't care if he wants to play the first game of the season. All I care is that he's there for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, honestly. If he's that close to where you're like, yeah, I'm not sure if he can play or not, let him have the week off. Get him to 100% so that you have him for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. 
Why put them into a situation where it's weak or it's, you know, it's vulnerable and then he gets it hit or he plants his foot the wrong way or his knee goes the wrong way and now he's out for the season? Like, I just don't understand it. I get, I like it from the athlete standpoint. I want to play through anything. I get yeah. it. But if I'm Andy Reid, I'm like, I don't really care. You're going to just chill out. Mm. I, that'd be my thoughts. All right. Let's talk about the AFC West. Let's start here. Does anybody not have Kansas City winning the division? <sighs> I do. You do have them. Jamie, do you have Kansas City winning, a, winning the division? Yes, I do. So do I. Okay. No surprises there. No. We've had we've had one surprise Every divisional preview thus DJ far. DJ Dirty Elbows over there. Marsha Dallas is the greatest team ever. I have... A couple uh, of days ago. You had the Packers there. I had the Packers. The greatest team ever. I might have one. It, it doesn't have to do with the division itself, but the way that I have things lined up with the AFC in general. So I would venture to guessing you don't have Kansas City winning the conference. No. Well, okay. I have Baltimore. I have Baltimore. Oh, that's winning. right. Okay. Um, I, I had the Chiefs... Actually, is a four seed. Wow. Okay. I don't think they fall that far, but I got Kansas City winning it. Who do you guys have second in this division? I got the Chargers. As do I. Chargers. Do you have Denver third? Yep. No. Ooh. You got the Raiders third. I do. Okay. I think that Denver is just in trouble. Even with our guy Sean Payton. I don't think Sean Payton's a problem. Mr. Mr. Limited Mr. is? Mr. Limited <laughs> is going to be the problem. And Sean Payton going off on him the other day, talking about less shaking hands and kissing babies here. How about you focus on football? I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. That's not the exact quote. You can find the quote on Twitter or anywhere else, quite honestly. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a match made in heaven. Mm. Sean Payton's kind of a no-nonsense guy, and Russell Wilson seems like it's an he's an all-nonsense guy. Like all his antics, all his craziness, the it cringy did, videos. He didn't used to be. The high knees on a plane. And like, dude, yeah. I'm over your crap. He didn't used to be. How he do you used, know? Because I remember him with Seattle. Yeah, but were they just masking it, though, or something? Like, Because they were being successful. Maybe they're just like, yeah, you know what? He's a goofball. I think they, I think he's always been a bit of a, a goofball, but I think he got paid. I think he started to look at some of like the the limelight, yeah. some of the fame, some of the put you know, putting his numbers in context. And now we've seen a Russell a different version of Russell Wilson, a worse version of Russell Wilson. But those early there's early seasons in Seattle, he was much watch football to me. The way he played, but he slowly got away from who he was. All right, so mm. I got I got the Broncos third and the Raiders fourth. Yeah, I think yeah. it could be a long year for Vegas. I do too. I I, I don't know when Jimmy Garoppolo is necessarily going to be back to what we know him to be. And yeah, I think, I don't know. I just don't like that situation. Josh McDaniels has never worked as a head coach. I think the Raiders, the Ra- you know, you look at some of these divisions. Like the the, the Cardinals, I think are going to have a dreadful year. I think the Rams oh, yeah. are going to have a dreadful year. I think the um, Buccaneers are going to have a dreadful year. Mm-hmm. Colts, same. I don't view the Raiders in the same light as those teams. I think the Raiders are going to give teams some issues week in and week out, but ultimately the talent is going to sink them at the end. They're going to be the team where the other opposing coach walks up to and says, you guys play hard. Yeah. 
Which, as yeah. an athlete, you, you hate, guys gave you, us a game. Yeah, you hate to hear that. Right, as you lose thirty-one to twenty-eight for the fourth week in a row. Yeah, Dick, that, that <laughs> coach you want to punch yeah. right in the face. Wow. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's what I think the Raiders are going to be. All right, where, where do you guys have the Chiefs in the conference as a whole? Whoa, why'd you call us that? Well, you guys were being mean to me earlier. Oh, wow. I still have them winning. The, I, I still have them being the top seed in the AFC. And then everything having to run through Arrowhead. You've got Mahomes. You've got Reed. I'm not overlooking the Chris Jones situation. I'm not overlooking now the Travis Kelsey injury. But that is the best head coach, quarterback combination in that conference. And I'll ride with that. Mahomes and Reed are going to win 13 games on their own. So I, I looked at the season where, where they had... And I believe they made it to the Super Bowl that year, but and I'm not saying that Kansas City won't win in the playoffs. I just think that they'll be a like a 12 win team. I looked back a few years ago when that defense was, I mean, awful. Yeah, they were terrible, and they won 12 games that year. Yep. So I still think they can do that. I think some other teams like Jacksonville, I think, can win 13 games. I think I think Buffalo can maybe win 12 or 13, mm-hmm. and I think Baltimore can win 14. Right. So they're all going to be in that range, but. For me, I'm, I'm I'm putting Kansas City a little bit lower. They'll be the underdogs heading into. <laughs> oh. You know, I like Kelsey. a good storyline. Well, after the Super Bowl, I was thinking about that the other yeah, day. Nobody believed in us. What the hell are you yeah. talking about? They're gonna be like that. Andrew Marsh, he didn't believe. Yeah, exactly. He had him fourth in the conference. I have KC first. <laughs> I have Baltimore second, and I think KC and Baltimore will be battling all season long for mm-hmm. the top seed in the <clears> AFC. <throat> then Jacksonville, and then I took Miami. That was one of my role. That was one of my risk. Was Miami and yeah. Tua staying healthy? So I got them fourth in the in the toughest toughest division in that in that conference. What about the Chargers? I Obviously, think the, we all have them in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the char. I think the Chargers. I think Buffalo. Then the Chargers, and then um, Pittsburgh because I took Pittsburgh. That was one of my other yeah. wild card surprises. So that's that's my conference: KC, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami. Your division. Buffalo still gets a wild card, but I think they take a step back this year. I, I got the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Just I, my love for Justin Herbert is uh, hmm. it knows no bounds, including those set by Brandon Staley, his head coach. And then I got Pittsburgh as my kind of sleeper wild card team this year. Hmm. So I don't have the Jets. That'll be a shock to a lot of people. I don't have the Jets. I don't have Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati takes a st- step back this That's year. That's more of a shock than the Jets. Than the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. So the Bengals go to the AFC title game last year. They go to the Super Bowl the year before. It's tough. You think they're regressing? Three straight years. I th- what I think is in the NFL, you start to get to you know a, a spot in that third year where things, th- changes in the offseason happen. And Cincinnati underwent a lot of change in the offseason, personnel-wise. And and things just, they don't line up as well. So, that's that's my risk there. Anyways, all right, let's move on. We're going we're gonna to do our Sports 6 back next. So, 314-399-9646. That's the Air Comfort Service text line. If you got a question for us, send it there. Sports 6 back next in the Fast Lane. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
question. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me. The sports six pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's, your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over forty-two years. Okay, congratulations to Two Beer Timmy from St. Louis. He won the Guns N' Roses tickets. Hopefully he's at home. Yeah, no kidding. Or with friends who can... What's his name? Two Beer Timmy. Two Beer Timmy. St. Louis. He won the tickets to see Guns N' Roses on Saturday. Do you think he has two beers, one in each hand, or do you think he does the two beers and it's a a can, but he has double-decker beer? Or, Uh, option three, do you think it only takes him two beers to get buzzed? Wow. Because that's what I would call if I if my buddy Timmy, like every time he yeah, drank, I'd be, oh, that's a good nickname. Oh, two beer Timmy's here. Look oh. at this. <laughs> Party starts after two beers. Hey, hey, Timmy. Make a rabbit fight a bear, right, buddy? Yeah, true. Okay. I get it. No, I think he actually just walks around with two beers probably when he's I drinking. Mean, yeah. Our trivia question today was who did Guns N' Roses open for the nights that uh they rioted in Montreal? Yes. Correct answer is Metallica. It was it was Metallica? It was James Hetfield and the boys. So congratulations to Two Beer Timmy. So we like playing games here, and we like the process of elimination. The six three six makes a great point. One in each hand would be double fist Timmy. So we could probably eliminate that. Yeah, one in each hand. So I'm Two leaning more towards. Timmy. Yes, I'm leaning more towards what Jamie said. That uh, you are. With the uh, with the two two yeah, beers, two beer Timmy to get to get a little to get buzz. A little buzz. Yeah, we still talking about beers. Oh, always. Sports six back time. Question number one. This is a great question. I was watching Hard Knocks this past week, and Aaron Rodgers was doing a little interview, and well, started talking about maybe some extraterrestrial life oh. from the 314 this is mainly for stalter did you hear about the Aaron Rodgers UFO sighting and what did you think i didn't hear about it oh. what did he say so i believe he was in new jersey at the time with one of his former uh teammates from 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 college and i think it was i think it might have been the like the night before the draft or that weekend or something and him and his buddy and his buddy's brother went outside and they all of a sudden just saw this giant UFO essentially mm. and it made like a weird noise and they're they're kind of looking at each other like did that just happen then all of a sudden two fighter jets came <laughs> come flying by basically chasing the thing mm. and they said they were there by like a nuclear power plant and that yeah. UFOs usually are hanging around around those power plants mm. I mean very convincing story and it was the moment he was like you know I started really digging into this stuff I think that was the inception of what we know now as Aaron Rodgers so let me get this straight Aaron Rodgers and a buddy were hanging out by a, a New Jersey power plant for no reason well, there's so a power plant in the area. Okay. They were so out the, in the backyard. They're out in the backyard. It just happened to see a UFO, which nobody else saw, apparently, in that area. <laughs> and then two fighter jets flew over. Chasing were they, it. Were they, were they snorting the uh, ayahuasca drink that no, night? No, I don't think They're putting straws so. up their nose uh, and going that route. I think they were doing it via suppository. Okay. Gets in your right. system really fast, I heard. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. 
It's a real pain in the ass, though. I hope the Jets go <laughs> five and whatever this year. I really do. We got a text from the 636. <laughs> this story sounds like Anthony's car accident story. <laughs> <laughs> I got proof of that, so. <laughs> oh. I got proof. Oh, man. I got receipts. As the kids say. As the kids say. A couple fighter jets came by flying, trying to follow Anthony down the highway. He's going so fast. That's quite possible. Where are we? Where are we? What? By the way, I listened to that last night. Um, Ashley and I were sitting there watching TV, and somehow it popped into my brain. Mm. I'm like, you have to listen to the beginning of this show. And we were laughing so hard. Just the whole debacle of the beginning of that show. Think about... Think about me sitting there trying to get the insurance information. I'm calling the I'm calling the police to, so the police come out. All that, and and this, she was she was sweet. She was sweet as pie. But her knocking on a window has him getting all this information. Airbags deployed. They are out. I got three wheels now because the other one popped. And she's knocking. Where are we? She's not even to like excuse me, sir, or any of that. She's just where are we? What? I don't know. That's. So weird. And finally, I'm like, ma'am, I was in an accident as well. Oh. Yeah. How can I help you today? Before I get my insurance company, how can I help you? <laughs> By the way, a quick shout out to the Creefcore Police Department. They're fantastic. You know why. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead, Marsh. Question number two. Uh, for the 314. Uh, Yet I'm the reckless one. <laughs> Why a crap-ass lineup today? I know the games don't matter, and yes, Wayno can blow it on his own, but why oh, not give oh, him hey. a better oh, lineup? Okay, I mean, oof. first of all. Wayno can blow it by himself? Blow, blow it, it on, on his own. own. Yeah. Was the comment. Hmm. Um, You tell Luke and Baker that his ABs don't matter tonight. Wow. Okay. You tell Rube Baker... That guy hit a home run a few few games ago. Yeah, he did. Gonna he did. hit gonna hit one tonight too. Is he? Yeah. After Nolan Arenado. So uh I think the first part of your statement there is probably why the, the games don't matter. So we'll just go there. Oof. 199, Anthony. Hmm. That's what we're looking for. Darn right. And he'll get it. Question number three. From the 618, what dark horse teams could make the Super Bowl? I want to know who you say has a chance. <clears throat> wow. Dark horse teams for the Super Bowl. This, so, like, this whole conversation kind of changes, right? I'll go off the board here a little bit. Probably the a, Chargers. And a very, no, I'm not going to go with that one, Marshy. You know what you can do with that, okay? <laughs> Is the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a tough conference. I get it. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know why, Anthony. I'm seeing more and more national people talking about the Jaguars being a true contender. And this is the year. And I'm like, what are we watching? Mm -hmm. What do they know that I don't know, Anthony? (laughs) Obviously, there's things I don't know, clearly. So I'm going with Jacksonville. I had Miami winning the the AFC East. So I think they're they're a... Dark horse sleeper. Really a dark horse, though. I, I really? would, I would say so. Everybody, who did you? Do, you don't even have the really? Dolphins making the playoffs, do you? No, I don't know. Marsh, do you have the remember. Dolphins making I the playoffs? I do not. So I neither of you guys remember. have the Dolphins making the playoffs. I had to make it. No, you didn't. I have no idea. So I think they're a dark horse sleeper. Everybody else 
I mean, I don't think I don't think anybody else would would qualify. The I Packers. Oh, God. but I don't know if I don't think they I don't think they they do it. But I, I think I got them winning the division. What about the Vikings? I know I'm being biased uh, here. ESPN ran a simulation the and they were in the NFC Championship. One show without the Vikings. There's a large Vikings fan base here. You have like three teams here. that you like. Yeah, there's a whole pick... bar dedicated to <laughs> Minnesota fans. There are. There is. They're going to be very disappointed because you didn't even pick them to win a division. Oh, Marsh. I have them in the playoffs. They don't need to win the division playoffs. every year. You just get in. Anything can happen, right? True. I'll say the Dolphins and the Packers. Dark horse. Dark horses to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with Jacksonville and Duval. The New Orleans Saints. Okay. All right. I like it. Look at this. The ESPN simulator has the Vikings losing to the Eagles 38-31 in the NFC Championship game. What simulator is that? ESPN. Did you accidentally pull up the 2018 NFC Championship game with Case Keenum and the gang? Come on now. I don't want to relive that. Okay. But it says Lions and playoff drought. How about that? Well, still. All right, let's do one more, Marsh. Mm. Question number four. All right, we had Braden Shin and Chris Kerber on today to talk some blues hockey. From the 314, are the blues postseason contenders this year? And if so, how far do they make it? Oh, boy. I think they are postseason contenders for this upcoming season. Um, how far they make it, I don't know. Uh, it, it's pretty tough to. I know people like to give, you know, predictions for the the playoffs before. Well, I don't know. Training camps even started. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not one of those people. I, I don't really look at this team on paper and go, oh, this team's going to win it. This team isn't. There's so many things that factor into a long 82 game schedule. So I'm just going to. Lay it out there that I I believe the Blues make the playoffs this year. I do too. I think I think they're they're a playoff team. I agree. I don't know how. Like, how can you predict how far they go? Yeah, that's tough. Who's injured? Yeah. You know what goalies go down? Like it's right. I mean, we we do that stuff all the time, but I still think I, I think I think the expectation should be get back to the playoffs, regardless of the seeding and all yep. that. I think get back to the playoffs. Now, if you get bounced in the first round, I still would say. At right now, on September seventh, I would say that was that would be a successful season for for the Blues, based on proper expectations. All right, Gauntlet next on one hundred and one ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one ESPN. Three warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the Gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. Three, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalter, and we welcome back Chris and his son Evan, who knocked off Marsh yesterday in the gauntlet. So back for round two today. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Doing, hey. doing great. Uh, so did you guys talk about it last night at dinner, who you're going to go with? Uh, yeah, Evan decided he wanted to go with? Anthony. Oh, boy. All right. Evan? 
Good luck. You guys are saving Jamie for a potential gauntlet trophy tomorrow. I like it. Guys, good luck. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Anthony's going to head off to the Cone of Silence, which, uh, again, looks very busy in there today. Uh, and uh, we're going to get to spinning the wheel here. So, Evan, uh, why don't you tell Marshy to spin that wheel? Spin that wheel. All right, you guys want baseball again? Is that what you're hoping for? Yeah, baseball would be good. Um, after all that controversy yesterday, I think we're playing with house money, so whatever it, whatever it lands on is good with us. Okay, so now you do realize that you picked Anthony Stalter, right? And you know what that means? Uh, that we got football? You got hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so the category today will be hockey. Each question is worth two points if you don't use the options. If you do use the options and you get the question correct, it's worth one point. And of course, if you get it wrong, you get zero points. Are you guys ready to go? Yep. yep. All right. Question number one. Who was the last goaltender from the Western Conference to win the Conn Smythe Trophy? Uh, we'll take the options. Okay. Was it Jonathan Quick, Corey Crawford, or Chris Osgood? Jonathan. Jonathan Quick. Final answer? Yes. Final answer. All right, thank you. Question number two. Who was the last Blues goaltender to hit the 30-win mark in a single season? Yes, Blues. Um... Bennington. Final answer? Final answer. All right. Question number three. Who was the last Blue to score an overtime goal to end a playoff series? Um, oh, let me think, let me think. Let's get the options. All right. Was it Pat Maroon, Magnus Payarvi, or Braden Shen? Patrick Maroon. Final answer? Yes. Thank you. Question number four. Which team, who Kevin Hayes never played a game for, drafted him in the first round of the 2010 NHL draft? Options. Options are the Chicago Blackhawks, Minnesota Wild, or Boston Bruins. Boston. Boston Bruins. Final answer. All righty. All right. Let's get Anthony in here from the cone of silence. Guys, how do we feel today? Not great. No? All right. No. Well, Anthony's back in here. He's got a little bit of a strut to his walk. Putting, his... I, had, I, I got a dub the other day, so yeah, it. I needed it because I think I lost three or four in a row. Hmm. Well, you better pack a lunch. Okay. All right, Anthony. Yeah. Your category is hockey. 
and I'm not even joking. Wheel, okay. don't lie. All right. Good. Good. I wanted hockey. Excellent. Bet you did. Yeah. Okay. Question one. Options. Mm, hang on. Okay. Who was the last goaltender from the Western Conference to win the Conn Smythe Trophy? The last goaltender from the Western Conference, you say, to win the Conn Smythe. Correct. Options. Okay. Was it Jonathan Quick, Corey Crawford, or Chris Osgood? I just shook my head on all three of them. Hmm. It's probably not good. It's problematic. Who'd you say? Jonathan Quick, Corey Crawford, or Chris Osgood? Wow, has it been that long? Uh, it had to be quick. I'm going to go Jonathan Quick. Final answer. Question number two. Who was the last Blues goaltender to hit the 30-win mark in a single season? Well, didn't Bennington do it uh, the year after the Cup? I think he yeah, he had to do it. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Biddington, final answer. All right, Antoine, question number three. Who was the last blue to score an overtime goal to end a playoff series? Well, the one I... The one I have in my head right now is uh, I'm a hometown hero, baby. Um, I can't remember any other ones that ended a ended a playoff series. It wasn't San Jose? Wasn't Boston? You go to the other playoffs. The bubble year was not good for the Blues. Two years ago. Minnesota wasn't an ender, and neither was Colorado. I'm going to go with Pat Maroon. I'm going to take my chance here. Pat Maroon, final answer. I'm probably overlooking something, but I just love Pat Maroon, so. Mm-hmm. Pride, of, pride of Oakville. Who doesn't? Pat Maroon. Mm-hmm. Question four. Which team, who Kevin Hayes never played a game for, drafted him in the first round of the 2010 NHL draft? Options, please. Your options are the Chicago Blackhawks, the Minnesota Wild, or the Boston Bruins. Uh, this is going to be a guess. Who would you say? Blackhawks, Bruins, who? Chicago, Minnesota, Boston. Chicago, Minnesota, Boston. Uh, I'll go Blackhawks. Final answer. Total guess on that. All right. Let's start from the top. Who was the last goaltender from the Western Conference to win the Conn Smythe Trophy? Team Evan went with Jonathan Quick. Hmm. Anthony Stalter went with Jonathan Quick. The answer is... Jonathan Quick. Nice. But oh, you both needed the options. Oh, you... I don't like that when it's done to me. <laughs> uh, let's go with question number two. Who is the last Blues goaltender to hit the 30-win mark in a single season? Team Evan went with Jordan Bennington. Anthony Stalter went with Jordan Bennington. Answer is... Jordan Bennington. Wow. But neither of you needed the options. Wow, nice job, guys. So we're 3-3 after two. 
Let's go to question number three. Who is the last blue to score an overtime goal to end a playoff series? Team Evan went with Patrick Maroon. <laughs> Anthony Stalter went with Patrick Maroon. Answer is... It is indeed the hometown hero, Patrick Maroon. Wow. But Anthony didn't need the options. Oh. We've got 5-4 headed into the last question to where you both use the options. Oh, wow. You okay. both have different answers. Wow. Which team, who Kevin Hayes never played a game for, drafted him in the first round of the 2010 NHL draft? Team Evan went with the Boston Bruins. Mm. Anthony Stalter went with the Chicago Blackhawks. If it's the Boston Bruins, we got to walk off. If it is the Minnesota Wild, Anthony Stalter wins today. And of course, if it's the Chicago Blackhawks, Anthony Stalter wins today. The answer is... Kevin Hayes... Went to Boston College, but was drafted oh. by the Chicago oh. Blackhawks. Team Evan! Marsh. You have chosen poorly. You little roller coaster there. <laughs> Anthony got you 6-4 today, boys. Wow. Sorry about that. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> All good. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. You guys, you guys did great. You guys were awesome. That was another great job, burner. Evan. Wow. Nice job, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks All for right, playing. Thank you, guys. Take care, guys. Take care. Wow. Feel good about yourself? I feel... You just beat a child. Yeah. I, good hey, job, hold Anthony. on here. Hold on. You the Bennington... I feel real good on. about the... Bit. No, on, Bennington man. and Maroon. I had the whole breakdown. How old was he? Like seven or eight? Fourteen, I think. No. Was he that old? I think so. Evan? Yeah. He was much younger than that. Oh, that's, I think, Chris said Evan was 14, 14, 13, 14. He says he doesn't even want to watch sports anymore. Oh, come on. Because of Anthony Stalter. Guys. Anthony, you literally looked at them through the YouTube video and did exactly what Pat Maroon did to the Boston Bruins. Yeah. In game two. Which was uncalled for. Yeah, Yeah, but, I mean. From Anthony, of course, not from Pat. At least he didn't write down, oh, I don't know, an inappropriate number. Well, he did before. Yeah, but. One time, I did what one time. I was nine off though. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Nine off from what should have been the answer. The wheel of death spun hockey again for me. Yeah. I I get two on my own. Mm. The other two were guesses. Granted, so I got I I was a little lucky on that. I I put a six on. I put a touchdown on the board, and I'm getting this crap from you guys. Really, Jamie of all people. Mr. Hockey? That touchdown was more like... Yeah. I just... Uh, it was more like, like uh, somebody running down the sideline and then throwing the football back, you know, 20 yards okay. while you're while they're up. And All then, right. you know... You know. And then you catch it, just happened to be standing there. And then you ran, you ran it back in the end zone. First of all, you, Mr. Dallas Cowboy, earlier, earlier in the year, or earlier in the week, Mr. Dallas Cowboys, you, the other day, I forgot what, you, what team you were... Loving on. What does that have to do with beating a child? And now this. Hey, you know what? A I'm texter, just saying, put up a lot of crap from you guys. The texture makes a, a, a great, just a great point. And I feel like we have a lot of tension going on right now. From the 636, hey, fellows, a W is a W. If that Thank kid you. wants to win, he's got to play better. Thank you. See? Six, 636 gets it. 
Billy Idol gets it. Oh, he doesn't have kids. Why can't you? Sixty-six probably doesn't. No, have he's kids. probably he's probably no, raising. He you know, Anthony. They're probably raising outstanding children right now. Uh, well, probably with that with that attitude. Yeah. Well done, six three six. Look, I'm happy for you, Anthony. Okay. Doesn't sound like it. Is this what we envisioned? Disappointed. In this you. team looking like at the start of the year with the Cardinals. I guess. Not losing. <laughs> That's next. I want to win ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So last night, the Cardinals beat the brakes off the Braves again. They've now combined for 21 runs over the last two days at Truist Park. Last night, they absolutely crushed Spencer Strider, who, as I mentioned going into last night's game, the, first, the, the previous four starts, I think he had an ERA uh, lower than like 1.20 in his previous four starts. Told you he was due. He was due. You did. You said that. <laughs> And guess what? He was. And the Cardinals jumped them early. They did a great job. So is this the team? Is this what we envisioned? Before everything went sideways, was this the team that we envisioned the Cardinals having um, before, again, everything everything went sideways? Jamie, yeah, from an offensive standpoint, I, we, weren't, we weren't naive with the offense. Nobody thought that, at least we'll just speak here from, from Fastlane's perspective, I don't think any of us thought that the offense wasn't going to be good. We got excited seeing what the, what it was in spring training, doing the the different variations with the lineup, adding Wilson Contreras. I think some people thought, well, you, all you did was add Wilson Contreras, and that only replaces Albert Pujols' production, so you didn't improve. I think that was a strong take from from some Cardinals fans. But we saw in spring training Gorman coming into his own, and then it translated into the regular season. But at no point did I think that this offense wasn't good enough to be one of the top offenses in the National League. What we did expect was the pitching, while a question mark, the pitching was going to be at least average. That's where we got it wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. That's where John Mozeliak got it wrong, too. Let's just be crystal clear here. Yeah, who cares if we got it wrong? It's him making the decisions. Yeah. That's the big one. Um but he, let's just have some fun with this for a second. Because everybody going into this year is like, how are you going to replace Albert Pujols? What he did, what he did. It was First of all, it was a historical second half for a legend of the game. Yeah. And you, we thought originally, well, it's going to be you know, Wilson Contreras that you know, replaces the offense. So it's kind of a wash there. But Nolan Gorman has come out and just absolutely punished baseballs this mm-hmm. year. It's 24, 25 home runs now on the season. It's more than Albert had last year. I'm comparing him right now to Albert's last year in baseball. Yeah, right. But it's it, it matters because we wanted to replace or find somebody who could pick up the slack for Albert Pujols not being in the lineup. Right. Well, Gorman has exceeded that, and Contreras will probably get to the 21 home runs. So you've got two guys now that have given you more offense than you thought, and you have another guy that you didn't even expect which was Jordan Walker. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go over the offensive punch out of the outfield last year. What was it? Tyler O'Neill? Eh. Not last year. Lars Newpar? 
Probably. In the second half? Probably. Yeah. Who else? Goldie. Outfield. Oh, outfield. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Got to pay attention then. That's okay. Uh, Newt. That's it. Yeah. So you got Newt this year, who's still half. who's still contributing very well offensively, and you've got Jordan Walker, who's kind of come out of nowhere, who's creating offense for mm-hmm. this ball club. So when you go through the lineup, you've got a lot of pop here, and we're seeing that in the last couple of games. So to the question of is this what we expected, I think it actually exceeds some of the offensive expectations that I think as a fan base everybody had. Yeah. Where it falls short, though, is the pitching from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Rotation, bullpen, the blown saves, the atrocious start to the season with the, the, the starting five, the injuries. It has just been a disaster. Yep. And we did get some help on the text line earlier. Remember I talked about how many games have they lost where they've scored five runs right. or more? Mm-hmm. They've lost 14 games scoring five runs or more. Wow. So, I mean, you score five runs, you win the game. Let's just let's just say it's two weeks of games. Let's just say that you lost. They recoup ten of those games because you're still going to have the out, the outlier sure. of like ah, you know, it just wasn't the wasn't our day. Ten games. It's it's a it's not a monumental thing now, but ten games a month ago. Mm-hmm. Like think about that. Like you're right in there then, and and that's that's doing nothing. At all, anything different except not losing the games where you score five runs. Well, how about if you didn't blow as many games as you did, too? Yeah, you blew a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, Jamie, that this also further, this is why I, I've said throughout the course of the year if you don't have pitching, you don't have anything. And that that's an extreme take. But you think about how good this offense has been and can be just from a, a player standpoint. Think about that and then say, this has been a historically bad season for the Cardinals. If you don't have pitching, it's not going to matter. If you don't have a quarterback, it's not going to matter. If you don't have a goaltender, it's not going to be, it's not going to matter. You need, you need to repair this pitching staff. And if you do so and then pair it with this offense, well, then you got something. Anthony, I have to respond to our good friend, Lisa. Lisa jumps in a lot. Very active on the Air Comfort Service text line. Well, a couple things Lisa is hung up on. Uh, one, Ollie's a bad manager. That's yeah. according to Lisa. Uh, this team chokes, which uh, she's not wrong. Runners in scoring position, it's been not great. Mm-hmm. But what I want Lisa to understand is that besides all these things that she hates about the Cardinals right now, they're still a top five team offensively. Mm-hmm. It, that's not nothing. It's not nothing. So yeah. now, if they were better with runners in scoring position, if then they'd be obviously higher. Mm-hmm. But it's still you should you should be contending for a playoff spot with the offense that you have. Yeah, but you can't because your pitching has been so bad. Mm-hmm. So I understand the anger. I do, Lisa. I understand, but be angry at your biggest deficiency, which is your pitching. This right. entire season. That's where you fell short entirely was your pitching. So, yes, the runners in scoring position and the clutch hitting and all these things, they are absolutely a part of it. But the biggest part is you've had five runs in 14 games where you still lost those games. Mm-hmm. The first game of the season, you scored eight runs and you lost the game. 
That has nothing to do with runners in scoring position. has nothing to do with clutch hitting. has everything to do with pitching and yes. not being able to keep the other team off the board. Plus, let's keep perspective in mind. Think about 2019, that offense. How many, And that was a team that went to the NLCS, too. Think about the years the years prior to that, 18, 17. The, play, the teams that you the, the teams that you missed the playoffs by by you know a game or two right in the final weeks think about that offense the Cardinals wanted to fix that and they have they've got a lineup now that can contend they got a long way to go with the pitching staff but at least you're not in a spot in 17 and, and 18 when you don't even have the horses you don't have the dudes I remember doing the pregame sh- or the sorry the postgame shows after the 2019 NLCS Every single game I did the post game show, Jamie, and the thing that I kept leading off with was they don't have the they don't have the top end guys on the roster. They don't have dudes at the top of the roster. I, every show I, I was you'd see it again tonight. They do now. They fix the pitching. Then we got a real conversation here about this team. Let's play prove me wrong next. In well, the I fast. got a question first. Okay, before we go, I know we're up against it. We'll be fine. We get a couple of texts here. Uh, from a 636 number, who is not an active texter. No record of their texts until today. says, Aaron Nola and Blake Snell's career ERAs are equivalent to that of Dakota Hudson's. I'm not saying to go to go Dakota Hudson as an ace. I'm saying he's better than you're giving him credit for. I would ask you this question to the 636. Would you keep Dakota Hudson over Aaron Nola and Blake Snell? Because if you're if you're telling me that your argument is his ERA and everything is just the same, then you'd have no problem with that, right? Wrong. No, you're right. And they've also pitched a whole lot more. But if they're saying, if yeah, and and they're saying we're we're not giving Dakota Hudson enough credit. Yeah. Okay, we we understand we un, we understand your viewpoint. So forget the question that Jamie just so posed. Must be Dakota Hudson on the line. We, no, but we understand. Okay, so we understand. We're we're. We're not talking. We're we're um, minimizing Dakota Hudson. The uh, most of the advanced metrics would disagree. So this is just one thing that we're just going to have to agree to disagree on. Yeah, I just don't see in any world where anybody would take anyone in baseball would take Dakota Hudson over either of those two. Sure. Or give him the same equal money. But let's if he's equal, give him equal money. But again, let's remove let's remove Nola and Snell I can't. from the it's conversation. Part of the no, but it's part of the question. But he's saying he's just saying he's trying to make a, a bigger point that we're we're minimizing Dakota Hudson's performance. My point is, no, we're not. He's got a low strikeout rate, a high walk rate. The Babbitt, which is, which is an indication of when the ball's in play, whether or not he's being fortunate or not, he's been very fortunate. He still has an ERA that's fine, but then you look at some of the advanced metrics on where the ERAs could be if he keeps pitching this way, and it's sky high. So I just at some point we gotta we gotta talk about actually upgrading the starting rotation as opposed to just saying you know he'd be fine he'd be fine because we're gonna wind up right back in this situation again next year if we're having this he's fine he'll be okay. Yeah, you got to go out and get a horse at some point. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's. You want to do these mic drops next, Marsh, instead of prove me wrong? Mic drops? We got mic drops here? No, I was just saying we need to... We need to oh, look. was that from a different show? Yeah, I don't know what that was. Get that off the board then, you Marsh. Know come on. You wrote it, Marshy. I watched you write it. I didn't write any you of this. You got big blue. Wrote, you got, you got, look at that. You got yeah, the, I the wrote big blue. in brown. Which you can barely well, you see. You can't see it. Can you find that you blue know what marker? It is? I'll tell you right now. Why this is Matthew Rocchio 
from the from the balloon party today, and I had a conversation with Grant. A lot of these markers starting to kind of wear out, right? Yeah. However, the blue I, I walk in every day, I see the blue marker. It's written, oh, it looks so fancy on yeah. the board. I can never find the blue marker. I think he takes it. Is Rock taking it? I think he takes marker? it and puts it by his office. He doesn't want us, the other producers, using well, the blue marker. You're using that invisible ink. We can't even see I, it. I, I, yeah. I know. It's because Rock's hiding the blue marker. Wow. I mean, come on. We'll have to deal with that. One team, one dream, Rock. I know. It's <laughs> All right. So what do you want me to do? Let's do prove me wrong. Let's do prove me wrong. Send us your text message. You got to prove us wrong. 314-399-9646. Prove me wrong next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. Let's play Prove Me Wrong here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalzer, Andrew Marsh. Go. From the 636, prove me wrong. The Cards could sign two aces in the offseason, and there's still a good chance the team still sucks due to poor management, leadership, and player development at the big league level. No, I disagree. I just, yeah, if you, if you <laughs> totally have two disagree. aces. You get two aces, you're laughing. Yeah, Miles Michaelis will give you what he always does, which is kind of steady Eddie innings. Steven Matz, if he's healthy, will give you, you know, hopefully give you the version we saw of him for a good portion of this season. Yeah, but you're fine if you got two high end pitchers to add to this rotation. You got enough bang in your lineup that you're going to be, you'll be. Right there in the playoffs. And I, I know what the counter would be. Well, what about the Mets this year who had Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer? They didn't even like each other. The, well, I guess not. That's weird. The, that's the one exception. They're not even competing with each other. No. Well, that's the one exception, though, Jamie. Mm. If you say, well, what about the Mets? <clears throat> we can counter with 600 other combinations over the last decade that had a one-two punch at the, the top of the rotation, like a legit one-two punch. And the the results would probably be pretty good. So let's not cherry pick the one example of the Mets this year and talk about all the other one-two punches that teams have had that they have won World Series with, let alone just bouncing back and being good. This one's interesting. I can't believe they would ask this, but from the 314, prove me wrong, Mizzou will cover their six and a half win total. They want you to prove that Mizzou won't win more than seven games. Jamie? They're not. They're I'm convinced. Not. Thanks, Jamie. Well, they're just not. I mean, look at that offense. They played a so-so team at best. And I just have absolutely no faith in what that team can do offensively at all. And I know LSU lost their first game, and everybody's got LSU as the the benchmark of, well, we'll be 5-0 and come LSU time. and all. I don't think you will be 5-0. and yeah. I just don't think you will be. I think I think they win six games. That's my take on it. If I'm wrong, great. I'll be happy to be wrong. But yeah. my take is they win six games. That I realize that the offense, you know, some some may a lot of people say, well, they, they don't want to show anything. My point was well, they didn't. <laughs> mission accomplished. Yep. My point was, if you're evaluating two quarterbacks, why wouldn't you allow them to make 
bigger throws. I, I have not seen any change. Even though you got a new offensive coordinator now in Kirby Moore, I have not seen any changes thus far on a Mizzou's offense in, in terms of a scheme, uh, not a scheme, but a system that I had over the last five, six years now. I don't, I do, I, I see, I see a high school offense. I was listening to BK and, and T-Bone talk about it the other day, and they had heard what I said about the Mizzou, Mizzou offense, mm-hmm. you know, the day before. And Kylie, you know, Brandon Kylie was saying that how, look, it's all of college football right now. They're running similar things. Not all of college football is forcing their QBs to keep the ball in that short to intermediate basically all game. They did. Mizzou is not asking their quarterbacks to do anything. So I realize there's the system and the bubble screens and the jet screens and the smoke screens, all that's part of it. But I saw zero creativity last Thursday night, and I and I saw next to no creativity a year ago with this Mizzou offense. So until that changes, I'm not going to change my viewpoint on this. Do you think there's some fans that almost want Brady Cook to fail so they can see Sam Horn? I think some people probably feel that Sam way. Sam Horn's family. If you're the, <laughs> well, I know, I know it's, <laughs> a, I think there's it's a, a lot of people that like and Sam, twisted Sam way Horn. of thinking if you're a fan, but right. that's the only way that he would probably see some starter snaps unless Brady Cook were to get injured Are or whatnot. Are they going to allow Brady Cook to even show you anything to get to Sam Horn? That's the biggest That's question. my question. Because, again, he had one evaluation throw on on, thir- on last Thursday. Maybe things will be different against Middle Tennessee State. Maybe they'll open things up a little bit. Maybe we got to wait until Kansas State next week. But as of right now, I, I got him as a I- – I could see them getting a seven, but I think I think six wins is more realistic. From the 618, prove me wrong. Fall is the best season of the four. I can't. I can't. I can't uh, either. Fall mm. is the best. I understand the nature of the question uh, uh, and of the, the segment, of the feature. I can't. Fall is absolutely the best mm-hmm. The best season. October, best month. In, ever, In my Bob. opinion, you have Halloween. You have pumpkin I think, beer. Absolutely. Uh, you have football. All four major sports playing at the same time. You got... Football in in month two. You've got MLB playoffs. You got the start of the hockey season. I hear they play basketball in October. I think so. Mm-hmm. That season doesn't technically start till Maybe Christmas. March. Yeah, oh. yeah, no, Christmas oh, starts yeah. at the mini tournament they're uh-huh. gonna have. <laughs> oh, I forgot about mm-hmm. that. That's a great idea. Oh, the NBA. You yeah. know what though? I don't think Jamie likes fall because you can't walk around in a speedo. Oh, you it's can. a little nippy. It, it sure is. He does like the cold, though, so mm. and it's not even cold at that point. But. I love this weather. We fire up the TV outside, uh, fire mm. pit going. You guys know. I've told you about it before. Yeah, we never got the invite, but no, no I don't think we, we keep hearing about it. We get the uh, nice lawn yeah. furniture out mm. there, the outdoor yeah, patio. That's right. Well, the Cardinals yeah. won't be playing in you October, know, unfortunately. You tested that for durability at one point. I sure did. Just like the windows. Yeah. It survived. It did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I bounced up and down on the windows at uh, Window World. Yeah. You got a double strength glass that is not commonly found in replacement windows. And the uh, patio furniture, too. Yeah, you uh, bounced up and down on a that. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It was great. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I like the TV, the fire pit, a little bourbon, and mm. uh, testing up the furniture. Yeah. We'll see you on Saturday. Mm. In the bushes again? <laughs> You don't have bushes over there. What game is happening on Saturday? It. You're right. So no bushes at all. Neighbor. What, Marsh? 
I just said, what game is happening on Saturday that would allow Jamie to be excited? Would it be Mizzou versus Middle Tennessee? Probably. Marshy, sometimes it takes very little Really excited. Hmm. Marsh, did did you have another prove me wrong, or should we move on? I think we should probably move on. Ah, It's probably a good idea. Maybe. NFL Divisional Preview, NFC West, next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time to go around the NFL with a Fastlane season preview of the NFC West. All right, NFC West time. I know that a fair amount of people are, are kind of high on the Seahawks this year. I was listening to uh, our good friend Michelle Smallman on her new ESPN Network uh, morning show with Evan Cohen and Chris Canty and Michelle on Sportsman, like it's called. And they were going through their predictions and... All of them had Seattle at least going to the playoffs, and I think at least one of the hosts, it might have been Cansey, has Seattle winning this division. I don't have Seattle winning the division. That's a hot take right there. I I love the 49ers roster. Brock Purdy does not scare me at all. I think he's a perfect fit for what Shanahan wants to do. I don't think last year was a complete fluke from, from Brock Purdy. They've got the front, they got one of the best front sevens in football. Their secondary is fine, more than capable. They've got Fred Warner, who we don't talk enough about, so I'll still put him in the underrated category, but he's one of the more underrated players in the NFL. Their skill position players, outstanding. Full year of Christian McCaffrey. I don't think Brock Purdy holds him back. I have the Niners winning the division. How about you guys? Ditto. I I think the Seahawks finished second in that division. I, I don't know if the Cardinals even quite participate much this year in that division and I don't know what the Rams do because uh, they risked it all for their Super Bowl they got it and now the wheels have completely fallen off they have no draft picks they have nothing they have nothing they have Aaron Donald Cooper Cup is now on the sidelines too and it's just a disaster Matthew Stafford doesn't even know who his teammates are where'd you hear that? well his wife Mm. and uh, he's got a uh a poster board with their pictures and names, and it's going to be difficult when he's calling plays. But uh, yeah, no, I got the Niners winning this one. Well, uh, I have the Seattle Seahawks oh, winning the division. Here we go. I think they will be the two seed in the NFC this year. We'll have a date with my Minnesota Vikings, where the Vikings could again maybe miss a field goal and lose a playoff game, a la Blair Walsh. But uh, I have Seattle winning the division. I think. The San Francisco 49ers have a ton of players, great players, mind you, on their team that just, for whatever reason, love to be injured. They love to be injured. Running backs, wide receivers, defensive players, hell, even their quarterback. They just love being injured. Mm -hmm. We'll see if that plays a factor uh, in them uh, getting second place this year for me. Wow. That's a rough... Wishing injury upon people is nah, tough. I never said that. No, you kind of did. Nah, actually said no. he they Usually like, Anthony's they the one putting it. stuff in my mouth. Now you're doing well, it. I don't well, like I it. Never if it's put, good for Anthony, it's good for me. I have never put anything in your mouth, Marsh. Well, Jamie's doing it today. <sighs> I, yep, I, don't I don't have, take it back. I don't have the Seahawks making the playoffs. 
Whoa. I don't have the Seahawks making the playoffs. That's a bull take. How many teams make it? Seven? Seven. <clears throat> Let's go through this list then, Anthony, because okay. I want to see what you got. Of course, we got the Packers. Yes. Because, you know, they're going to win it all. I so, got the Packers. Packers. You've got the Cowboys. I do. I don't have them win the division like I Marsh. I just playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Two. You've got the Eagles. Three. And you have the Lions. Four. Okay. You have the 49ers. Five. Uh, you have the Saints. Six. And you have the Falcons. Seven. You're right. How did I, I know you? I got two. I know you. It came down. Okay, so, Jamie. Yeah. It came down <sighs> to to either Detroit or Seattle for me. Oh, come on. It did. It's not going to be close. Detroit's going to win the division. They are. I know they your might. Pack, your Packers, you got all these high hopes for the Packers. They're not winning the division. They're going to win the division. If anything, they, they they're going to squeak out a playoff spot. They're going to win the division. I don't think they do anything, but that's just me. Sure. How are they going to win the division when their two best receivers aren't even going to be on the field? Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, a little banged Watson. up. Watson, a little banged up. I heard those guys were holding out. Yeah. Do you know how, Marsh? They got two capable running backs. They're going to run the football. They got a good defense. They got a good the defense. best defense in that division, actually. You... You possess the ball. You're overlooking the Lions. You don't turn turn the ball over. You play good defense. You're going to win games. Okay? Whatever. You can keep talking about the wide receivers. You can have your all. You know what? Why don't you base all the playoff selections for you off of wide receivers? Because you love them. You love the you wide out. I do. Seattle's got some great wide receivers. There you go. Let's go over Marsh's picks. Jamie, yeah. little, little live experiment, okay? okay Let's yeah. do Marsh, it. go ahead. Tell me your, your seven playoff teams from the from My the seven, NFC. From the NFC? Yes. I know we have not um, necessarily went over the NFC South, but just we'll, we'll do that tomorrow, but I'll, I'll give you the seven. Uh, at number seven, well, I why have... Why don't you give, give us what you have, then? How about that? Okay. <laughs> uh, the Vikings, I have at seven. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, of course. Uh, the Jordan best Addison. wide receiver in the league. And Jordan and, Addison, a lot of hype. They got a top TJ ten. Hawkinson. They got a top ten quarterback. <laughs> okay, so, that, out of out of the four teams... What? He's an award winner last year, Anthony. Come on. <laughs> hey, Bart Starr. Jamie. Yeah. Bart Starr was a good quarterback. There's a reason yeah, why he, he won that, that award. Cousins isn't. Jamie. Yeah. Out of the four teams in the NFC North, yes. you know the best... Best collection of pass catchers by far? The Vikings. The Vikings. Minnesota. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Their offensive line, I think, will be better this year. Um, the number six team, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, yes. George Kittle. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, well, they, well, catches they have, they a ton a good, of passes. They have a good defense, though. Okay, but I, I think they're going to be. I think there's going to be some injuries this year. They're mm-hmm. going to lose some games. They're not going to be as good as the Eagles, who will be my five team. Who has AJ Brown, mm. Devonta Smith? They Dallas just went to Gallup. the Super Bowl. I, look, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing also with you. Also, another great defense. Okay, uh, we have then spoiler the Saints. Oh, I'm sorry, the Lions. The Lions are four for me. Uh, then the Saints are three. Okay, nobody has receivers in the NFC West, so we can just kind of. The NFC oh, I'm West. sorry, the NFC South. The NFC South. The old NFC for West. For sure, somebody has to win well, that Tampa's division. Tampa's got receivers. They just have anybody to get it <laughs> to. That's true. Yeah. The the NFC. The Saints, they, they're just in there because a team has you to make it. You had to pick it. somebody. I think there are three, though. They're over the lines because they are in such a terrible division that okay. they will win some games. So let me ask you this, then. Yeah. Since we've established that you love yourself some some pass catchers, okay? Yeah. You love yourself some, some wideouts, some tight ends, and some running backs that can catch. Mm-hmm. Why not Atlanta, then? 
why not Atlanta? Yes, because there's other teams that have shaky quarterback situations. Okay, because I don't want to spend 24 hours at Waffle House. This is just personal for you. This is all personal. You can't. You're not not separating the professional and the and the personal. Struggling with that, isn't he? Anthony, I'm not a person to. Uh, throw a bunch of numbers at something and be like, well, you know, the, 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 the numbers bear out that this team could win X amount of games. This is all, who, who are you cares? doing right now? What, what am I doing? Who is that? Who are you doing? I yeah. don't know. Name a nerd in some movie and no, probably doing that. Just guy. pick, no, just pick one random because pick I know one. you had somebody in mind there. Yeah. Uh, nerd. Let's go with Jonah Hill's character from Moneyball. How about uh-huh. that? And he I don't really think talk he didn't like even that. talk like that, though. Nah. No, he but. He was more sure of himself. He got sure of himself, yeah. He, he sure he did. did. Yeah, he, he, he grew. Who and do you trunk. think sounds like and that? Trunk. You want me to do it again? No, nah, just we were wondering. Yeah. Well, we thought it was somewhere you know, closer to home. Yeah. No. Okay. No. No, I think it's just right. it's just everybody. Everybody, oh, let's throw the, the numbers out there and you know that they're gonna win this many games. How do you know? Their this, quarterback could go down in week one. This is all I'm just throwing teams out there. This NFL season is going to be going to be awesome the absolute best we have so much disagreement on this show when it comes to our oh, yeah. our picks and who we're rooting for and who Don't we're rooting like against against this is going to be the best football season in ever anthony it has been confirmed uh-huh. at least several sources confirming that travis kelsey will be out tonight we talked about it earlier. Bring up the tight end from the practice squad. Not a great sign for Kelsey playing. So they're going to be without no, Kelsey. Ian Rappaport reporting it now, so it must be completely uh, true at this point. This is going to be interesting tonight. That's for sure. All right. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. What's trending is next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's going on in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered with what's trending now. Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill and get a Lion's Choice Sandwich Coupon. Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. We have Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers. I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Jamie, I wanted to bring this up, especially with the blue season coming up. We had Braden Shen on earlier today, Chris Kerber. We talk about the referees making bad calls and that maybe sometimes they should have to do a post uh, post-game press conference. Yeah. Well, European Hockey Leagues, according to uh, Bleacher Report, the NHL uh, Twitter account, European Hockey Leagues have implemented ref interviews after games to explain their calls. Should the NHL do something similar? So Gary Bettman was on recently with, oh uh, boy, I think it was the Missing Curfew podcast. I could be wrong on this, but he was asked the same thing. And he just said that, and it was a bit of a fluff answer from Gary, but he said that you know the referee's availability uh, is limited because they have to travel, they have all this stuff going on, and they don't necessarily have a PR person to help guide the questioning and things like that and kind of keep it on the rails. Hmm. So basically he said, we don't want to hang our referees out there to dry with no protection from a PR staff. And I don't know where they're going because no referees jumping on a private jet after a game. Um, 
they stay in that city until the morning and they fly out commercial. Right. But yeah, I think that uh, I think there should be, you know, one or two questions that you can ask the referees after the game. I don't think they could be. I don't think lining them up up there and just pelting them with questions and basically asking them about every single call throughout the game. I don't think that's productive. I think it makes the league look bad. It makes the sport look bad. But I do feel like if there's a controversial play, let's just say the hand pass way back in the 2019 playoff run for the Blues. The referee, given the chance of the opportunity following the game, could have said, hey, I didn't see it. So I can't make a call that I didn't see. And it's a non-reviewable play. Yeah. Should I have seen it? Probably, but I didn't. Do you want me out here guessing? And I'm not allowed to defer to my linesman at that point. Mm. It's not their call. So at least you would have gotten the referee's perspective on it. So I think that there's one or two questions from the media, maybe to get together. And because a lot of them might have the same freaking question. Odds are, if there's a play that's so de- debatable in the game, that's probably what they're going to ask about. I think they could answer a couple of questions after the game, but then you do have to draw the line. Otherwise, you're just sitting there, just tearing them apart for everything. Yeah, you're right. You can't. You can't just constantly go over every single call throughout the course of a game, especially in a game like hockey where the action is just it's ongoing. I mean, you, you got you're going to miss things. Mm-hmm. So I'm with Jamie on that. We talked about Chandler Jones, who uh, plays for the Vegas Raiders, and apparently. He said that the Raiders sent a crisis team to his home. So this story continues to get more and more, I guess you could call it entertaining. I don't know what this is. What's going on here yeah, with, this, with it, Chandler Jones and the Raiders? It's weird. It's it's like they, I mean, th- this is a player that's that's got a contract. He's paid well. And he's uh, at camp from what I he's understand. He's at camp. Like not, this, there's something. He went something, to work out and the doors were locked. He couldn't get in. He had to go to the, his regular gym. and There's something that does not add up here whatsoever. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, there's. I don't even want to speculate, quite frankly, because there's going to there's gonna be something that comes out, I think, eventually, where maybe it ties, ties it together. But this one makes no sense. Why these two? Why these two sides were? Is this not a disgruntled player? From what we can tell, no. And he's making fifty million in his yeah. three years. He's their best defender. So it's, I, don't I, I don't understand. And Josh McDaniel hasn't addressed the media about any of it. And then apparently there were deleted text messages and things where uh, I don't know. <laughs> it seems really. It seems very Raiders. It certainly does. That's a good way to put it. Per the Daily Mail, head coach for the Patriots, Bill Belichick and his longtime girlfriend, Linda Holiday, have broken up, which is causing Patriot executives to be on edge. The report says that there is concern about what Linda might post about online after the breakup. And the report also says it's been a drawn out back and forth breakup. Are we now sleeping on the Patriots to win the AFC East? (laughs) I think so. Yeah, I think so. Assuming uh, there's uh boy, I can see a lot of concentration now from Bill Belichick. More yeah. focus, more time wow. dedicated to game plans and things like that. So, yeah, they're probably going to win it all, Jamie. Well, I look at it this way, that I don't know how any NFL head coach has a personal relationship of any kind with anyone. Hmm. They live their lives at the practice facility. I mean, the hours that they spend, so... 
Very and true. I'm, I'm not saying that that was the demise of their relationship. Know nothing about it. And as, the one thing that gets me kind of scratching my head is, what would the Patriots be worried about that comes out? Like, if that's actually true, that they're, like, worried about what comes out on social media following mm-hmm. the breakup. Like, yeah, I don't know. Probably Bel- Belichick's, you know, his opinion on long snappers and, oh, wait. He already talked about that for 10 minutes. (laughs) 10 minutes. Matt Rocchio was telling us that it was the most compelling 10 minutes. I watched it. I watched every single second of it. What do you think? Most compelling 10 minutes ever? what? He went really into detail about the long snapper. This is, but, you know, in all seriousness, this is one of the reasons why this guy has won a lot. Yes. Because he knows every... Every detail of, of of every position that is on that field, every rule that could impact his team on a Sunday. You talk about like the Patriot way, that's it. It's the attention to detail and what he drills in over and over and over again. So if he's sitting there talking about the, the hold and the long snap and 10 minutes on that, think about what he invests when it comes to a defensive scheme mm-hmm. or uh, you know a defensive end or a defensive tackle yeah. and what they bring to a team. He just loves football. And all things football. Very but detailed guy. We're on to Cincinnati. That relationship would have been better. I didn't pay attention to her. She got upset. <laughs> We're on to Miami. I let, I let the dog sit at the table. <laughs> she never had the dog at the got, draft table. She got upset. The, <laughs> she got upset the night that I had the dog at the table. The draft <laughs> said it should have been her. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're not talking about open heart surgery here. I wish you nothing but the best, Bill. <laughs> You're going to make somebody happy. Speedy recovery. <laughs> uh, guys, we didn't get to this <laughs> yesterday, but I know, Jamie, you sent this to me Uh-oh. on Twitter, and maybe another show has talked about it, but I feel like we need to talk about it. A Delta passenger. Oh, yeah. By the way, I think Tom Brady is now spokesperson in or cahoots or yeah. whatever with delta yeah. in it, cahoots this went so <laughs> this went so sideways they called in brady to help <laughs> tom hey please help us with the uh, pr <laughs> it says a delta passenger according to tmz sprayed diarrhea everywhere aboard uh, a mid-air flight forcing the plane to turn around and go back to the airport to deal uh with you know everything that just happened that's what disgusting. i find funny about this is like they the article says they sprayed diarrhea. Mm. Like it reminds me of like, like having like a spray bottle, and they're like spraying diarrhea everywhere, like one of those stink bombs or something. No, but did no, you see in the, the video footage? Yes, someone Oof. actually sprayed diarrhea, but it not you know like out the bottom out, of their out, pant Yes, legs. absolutely. Well, I guess that's good. Is it? Well, I was actually thinking of how Marsh was saying it too. Mm. Like it was deliberate, but. If this person, I mean, could you imagine? I almost feel bad for that person. What yeah, did you eat? I don't know. Apparently, they were in the bathroom, and then the the, the pilot said everybody must return to their seats. Mm. He went back to his seat, <sighs> and then proceeded to try and get back to the the boiler room, and uh, just yeah, it was so bad that they had to turn the plane around because it was just horrific in the plane. Hey, light bulb moment right here. Why not have seatbelts connected by the toilet? That way, if you're going to the bathroom, you just, you know, well, you know what, Marcy? buckle up. You know how they always have disclaimers, right, on yeah. certain things? That's because somewhere along the way, something happened for you to make sure you changed things. Yes. 
maybe now planes will be built, especially with Delta and Tom Brady there now. Tom might bring out the old three-point belt buckle mm. as you mm. strap into the pooper. Yeah. Still don't think it's very safe, but uh, probably better than what we ended so up with. So ma- maybe not even like a belt. It could be like, because, uh, you know, whatever. You don't want the belt, you know, germs and whatnot. But it could be like one of those things, those harnesses that you, you go, like you put it down. Coaster? Yes, a roller coaster, like on the Batman or something at Six Flags. Boy, Marsh, you have spent a lot of time thinking about this. No, it actually just came to my mind. I told you it was a light bulb moment. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. What do you do if you're on that plane? Woo! Like what? Like where do we go with that? And what if you're the guy? Hey, you're the, well, if you're the guy, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, you, if you're not, if you if you weren't in therapy before, you're you're in therapy now. For what? what? Therapy for what? Shame. Okay. Okay. But like, shame, embarrassment. Oh, that for sure. Childhood trauma. <laughs> Just that awkward. Uh, that's like when you're a kid walking out with toilet paper hanging out of your pants. It's a bit. Oh, this is worse than no, that. No, for sure. Oh, yeah. This is the adult version. <laughs> right. This yeah. is way worse Yeah, the than kid that. version is still pooping your pants. Oh, boy. You <laughs> That's know? fair. Did this guy crap his pants? Should have gave him the depends. I guess. That would have blew out, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. Andrew Marsh, I'm Anthony Stalter, 513, your, ta- your time check Time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. We're going to talk about the NFL Pick'em Challenge, do our picks, talk about big upset, the big upset for the week, things like that, and also unveil what the punishment is going to be between us and the Rizzuto Show, who we will challenge again in the NFL Pick'em Challenge. That's all next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Get ready to pick up. It's the Fast Lane Football Pick'em Challenge on 101 ESPN. Refreshed by Bud Light. Boy, you sure know how to pick them. So earlier this morning, I went on the Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point, our sister station here at Hubbard Broadcasting. And uh, guys, they laid out what the punishment is going to be in this year's NFL Pick'em Challenge at 101ESPN.com. And you can still sign up, sign up to play, take on us here in the fast lane as well as the Rizzuto Show and see how you fare against uh, us. And you'll probably do just fine, to be honest with you. But you can get signed up at 101ESPN.com. Uh, and play each and every week for prizes and things like that. It's always a fun time, and I think this football season is going to be fantastic. But the punishment this year, and that's all brought to you by Bud Light, by the way. The punishment this year, guys, we are going to do the weekly punishment again. So the loser each week on the individual shows will face the airsoft gun. So we're going to do that. Last year, there's a lot of complaints. Whining. A lot of whining. And we said, screw it. We'll just do what they do, so we'll at least take away some of their whining. Because you can't take Doubt it, it. Can't take it all away, Jamie. That that show's gonna whine. They're gonna God. they're gonna do what they do. But we're gonna do the weekly punishment. The full year punishment, once again, is going to be a month of shows where the losing show has to say brought to you by the other show. Mm-hmm. For example, last year. 
the Rizzuto Show for a month was brought to you by the Fastlane. Anytime Riz mentioned it, anytime anybody else mentioned it, they had to say the Rizzuto Show brought to you by the Fastlane. So that's going to be the punishment again this year, as well as in uh, in somewhat of a, an, an homage to our dear friend Jeff Burton, who lost his life roughly a year ago to cancer, who we all love and miss very, very much. He, at one point, as one of their punishments on their show, had to do a calendar, a sexy calendar. Where it was fantastic. Each month, Jeff was, you know, he had a, he had a different picture of sexiness mm. each and every month, and they put it into a calendar. Well, we're not doing a calendar, but the losing team will have to pose in a sexy photo approved by the winning team. Mm. That's not all. What? Here's the catch. Because you may say, well, that's not much of a punishment. Except for the winning team can use that photo for anything until the following football season. For example, if we win and they do a, a complete photo shoot, a sexy photo shoot that we that we approve, we can then make into t-shirts or put on a billboard or splashed across our 101 ESPN studio. So you see it every single day. Mm. You can utilize it however you want. Within reason. They do a lot of events, guys, so let's just let's just win, okay? And Riz was was talking about a billboard. I love it. I'm here for it. I know you're fine with it, Jamie, but let's just win, okay? So week one starts tonight. You guys got KC or Detroit. And this is winning outright, no point spreads. I still have KC winning at home. I'm not going to go against them at home. Oh, I'm hear me roar. You got the Lions winning the Lions. out, right? Okay. I just actually flipped it. Travis Kelsey, that's a big, big, big difference maker. Okay, so Jamie's got Detroit tonight. Mm. Marsh? Interesting. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is 4-0 in opening week games with 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 133.7 passer rating. Chiefs. I would All say day, baby. I'd say that's pretty good. All right, let's uh, let's get to some of these other. We won't get picks for every single game, but let's go to th- go through some of the other bigger match matchups. Cincinnati and Cleveland on Sunday. Ah, it's Bengals. I have the Bengals right now. I wouldn't be shocked if I flipped to Cleveland by Sunday, though. Why? I think Cleveland's going to be pretty good this year, and I could see them coming out at home, trying to make a statement. They had a pretty good off season. I could see Cleveland. Sneaking out a, a small upset against a division rival, early, especially early in the year. Cincinnati started off poor last last year. Man, they had a they had a rough couple of games to start out. What's your problem with Cincinnati this year? All right, as of right now, I got Cincinnati. Marsh, you taking Cincinnati or Cleveland on Sunday? I'm taking Cincinnati as of right, and this is all as of right now. San Francisco and the Steelers. I have I have the 49ers. Oh, Mister Steeler, I guess you're not. Well, I've also got the 49ers winning the division. Yes, you're not. I got the 49ers. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I like the upset. Oh, my God. I like the upset. I like Pittsburgh's defense. Um, Brock Purdy, we'll see how he does coming back from the injury. Uh, who knows how uh, how he'll fare against a good defense like Pittsburgh's. I have them winning. Miami and the Chargers. I have the Chargers winning at home against Miami, who I do like this year, but that's a, that's a tough opening round matchup going to L.A., High expectations for both teams this year. I got the Chargers, and what could be a really good game. Wow. That is a tough, tough game. Uh, I forget who I picked at this point, but I would imagine I went with Miami. 
On the uh, with the upset. Yeah. I also I went with Miami as well. I like Miami. Uh, first game of the year, big game. Brandon Staley. Don't like him as a coach. <laughs> I think they blow it. And I think uh, Tyreek Hill has a big game in week one. All right, there you go. Sunday night football game. We'll save the Monday night one for next week. But Sunday night matchups, Dallas and the Giants. I, I think the Giants take a major step back this year. I got Dallas winning on the road. Not a, not a uh, great environment to play in right out of the gates there. Divisional game on the road. Sunday night football primetime. But I got Dallas. Uh, yeah, I got the Cowboys too. I, I think one. that defense could do a lot of damage against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they will. Danny Dimes is uh, limited, like Russell Wilson. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you mean he can't throw consistently? Yeah, or keep his teammates happy. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going with Dallas as well. No shocker there. I have them as the best team in the conference, so they need to start off good. Record-wise. Record-wise, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, blowout special this weekend, guys. This doesn't have to be any of the games that we picked. The uh, blowout uh, special. The They're going to win by two-plus touchdowns. Mm. Not even close. Yeah, this one last year would have been surprising, but it's not this year. I've got Jacksonville over the Colts. Mm. Just you absolutely. Duval. County. Okay. Mm. Marsh? I mean, it's got to be Baltimore over Houston. Well, that's a good one, too. It could be ugly. Absolutely. I think Minnesota, I think Marsh's Minnesota Vikings pound Tampa. Can I can I give you a stat real quick? Ugly. Oh, okay. Minnesota, they have not won a game by three plus scores since 2019. They're due. Thank you. Okay, I'll it's take it. It's a noon Sunday home game against a bad Tampa team. Minnesota, two plus touchdowns against Tampa. Upset special of the week. Hmm. Well, I, I technically picked an upset already. You kind of had the lines. I mean, that could that could be your upset. You could. And I picked the Dolphins over the Chargers too. There was a line different on that one. Yeah. No, Miami's plus three. So. Yes. That would be the technically that would be an upset. I, mean, I guess I already have two. So. Yeah. There's a lot of smaller lines this week, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know if you're going to see like a heavy upset unless you pick. What's the line on Denver Raiders? Broncos are laying three and a half. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. It's tough going into Denver, though, and beating that team, especially early on in the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost last year, but that's because their head coach was dumb, and they have Russell Wilson as their wow. quarterback. Ouch. Wow. What? Jeez. Wow. They hurts. went. They waited like two minutes to call a timeout, and then I they know, went for it on like fourth and nine. They tried to kick a 60, 70 yard field goal. That guy had a lot dumb. of leg in warm up. He certainly did. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Mine's not much of an upset, but but the team is an underdog this week. I got Green Bay over Chicago. Oh my God! You know I was leaning Green Bay, and I actually it's I think I switched this crap all freaking year. I can't. Do I this. switched because because of Romeo Dobbs and and Christian Watson. Oh Marsh, who the hell are they going to throw to? They're going to run the ball consistently oh down God. Chicago's throat. No, over no, and no. over and over again. You and. You know what it is? It's it's ironic that you don't like first round running backs, but you're obsessed with the oh, running game. Thank you, Andrew. It's ironic. Thank you. Next, he's going to just preach to you about an offensive line. I know. 
That's disgusting. Uh, from the... Oh, I'm from the... Uh, <laughs> you read the text line there, Marsh? No, on your paper? Uh, no, I, my upset special is Pittsburgh. I already mentioned that. I think they beat San Francisco this week. All right. The game that's given you absolute nightmares when it comes to picking this week. Um, I mean, the one that you're just going to flip-flop on 900 times. Well, Mine, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. I already know. I already know I'm going to flip to Cleveland, but I don't know who I'm going to wind up on before Sunday's game. That one's giving me nightmares. Well, tonight's one I've already flipped once. I, I had the Chiefs originally, then I flipped to the Lions. Uh, the other one I'm looking at is the one that has the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears. Mm. I picked Green Bay to win that game, but uh, now I feel like I want to flip just to spite you. <laughs> I I don't know why. That's no way to win. I know, but I don't know why I have that feeling. It's like I want the, I want pe- the Packers to suck so bad now just because – You've been like such an advocate for the Packers. I'm like, I'm sick yeah. of it already. They haven't Screw played, them. haven't even played a game yet. No. And I'm wanting them to lose just because Anthony is like, just waving the flag. Yeah. Boy, that's a lot of spite. It is, and I don't know why, Anthony. I mean, I know why, but I'm sorry that you feel that way. I, I just, I just stated my opinion on the Packers this year. Every day, though. Well, which I mean, come on. Start of the football season. Like Marsh, it's bad. All right. Marsh, did you give yours? No, uh, mine is the Jets and the Bills. I think both teams can win on Monday night. Oh, yeah, I picked Jets to win. I got the J-E-T-S, too. At home. I got the... At Jet Life Stadium, as Aaron Rodgers oh, likes to call it. Wow. Jet Life Stadium. Giants don't like that. Yeah, you hate that, Anthony. I do hate that. <laughs> I could see him winning, though. <laughs> uh, all right. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're going to beat the streak and the biggest question of the day next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Fast Lane's biggest question of the day. We need a new Beat the Streak contestant, so if you want to play Beat the Streak, just text in Streak or BTS to the Air Comfort Service tax line at 314-399-9646. You have an opportunity in a couple of minutes to play Beat the Streak with us because, again, we need a new contestant. So before we do that, let's get to the biggest question of the day. All right, guys, Nolan Gorman has looked pretty damn good these past few games. Is Nolan Gorman upping his trade stock or giving you reason to basically lock him up for a long-term deal? You know how I feel about this, Jamie. Uh, you want to trade him? No. Yeah. Gorman? Yeah. yeah I've heard Storm you say Gorman? It several times. No. Uh, unlike Anthony, I think you should lock this guy you up. You jerk. No, we talked about it yesterday. We agreed upon this, actually, to where I think that if the Cardinals were able, for the right price, to lock up Jordan Walker and Nolan Gorman long-term, that they should do that. Now, Nolan Gorman, I, th- I said he had 24 home runs. He's got 27 He's got 27 home runs. He's going he's gonna to tickle 35, possibly. I mean, that's a high number, but he's definitely going to get 30. Guys who hit 30 bombs in Major League Baseball get paid. Mm-hmm. They're valuable pieces of your team. So if I'm John Mosellock, I'm really not entertaining Gorman in a trade unless it's for an Otani-esque player, but right now Otani won't be pitching for a year anyways. Right. So... I would hang on to Gorman. I think he's only going to get better, too. I mean, look at the jump in his game from last year to this year. 
look what he picked up, what he learned. He's more yeah. patient. He's waiting, sitting back on pitches. Yeah, cut down on strikeouts. And, yep. Give him another year or two. I'm not trading him. I wouldn't trade him. I'm not no. trading him. He's a, he's a left-handed power bat that you developed in your organization who's young, cost-controlled. This is what you want. I know you need pitching. Figure out another way. Mm-hmm. You have free agency. You have other guys that you can trade. If you want to go that route, if you want to go into the trade market, you've got other assets. You just acquired a bunch at the trade deadline. So maybe you turn some of those guys into you know, a, a trade opportunity to get some pitching or again, sign them in free agency. But don't give up Nolan Gorman. Are you kidding me? A young left-handed power bat that you developed. No thanks. That that plays a very good second base, too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, his defense has gotten better. He's he's not a plus defender, but he's good. Right. So, I'm, I'm with you. Keep Nolan Gorman. Now, let's play Beat the Streak. Hit baseball. All of my successes depend on me. You ready to hit? The hits just keep on coming. And his first big league hit is a bullet up the middle. All right, time to play Beat the Streak here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Marsh, what do we got for our streaks? Yeah, so our streaks right now, as I'm trying to pull them up, well, we have Jacob. He's our newest contestant. Hey, by Jacob, the way. how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. Appreciate you playing. Beat the streak. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, person yesterday knocked out after one game. But I know you're going to go on a deep run, Jacob. Oh, I hope. It'll be great. All right, Marsh, what do we got? All right, so Anthony, you're at one. Jamie is at four. Yeah, I am at two. And now we welcome Jacob to uh, beat the streak. So now... He's in. All right, so to win it. J- it's going to be Jamie. The order is Jamie, Marsh, me, and then Jacob because he's starting with a, with, with a goose egg right now. Jamie, who do you want? Yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a page right out of Anthony Stalter's handbook. I'm going right back to Matt Olson for the third game in a row. I don't blame you. This guy's been on fire. and uh, I know Wayno's going for 199, but... Olsen's pretty good. I got Matt Olsen. I would say so. Good call. All right, Marsh. You know, I got to go strictly on the matchups and in like 20 plus at bats against Adam Wainwright, Orlando Arcia is batting over 400. So I have to go wow. with the matchup. I'm taking Orlando Arcia. Okay, so Marsh has got Arcia. I'm going to take Acuna since he was left for me. I know he. He did me wrong the other night, ended one streak, but he's going to propel me tonight. Jacob, you're up. I think I'm going to go with Marcelo Zuna. All right. He served me well last night. So, Marcelo Zuna, former Cardinal. So, Jamie's got Matt Olson. Marsh took Orlando Arcia. I took Ronald Acuna Jr. And Jacob went with Marcel Ozuna. Guys, who picked the Cardinals player? Oh, uh, Bill did. Yeah. Bill from... From Creef Core. Yeah, Core. Yeah. I mean, did you not see the runs that these guys have been putting up? Yeah. No, well, build you it. You know what, though? We have been choosing, except for Nick from, what was it, uh, Tuesday? Nick chose Lars Newbark, didn't get a hit. No. But we've all been choosing Braves players. Why is that? Well, I think we're trying to use reverse psychology to yeah. help the Cardinals win. Right. And yeah. it's been working. Oh, oh Marsh is right. I'm completely That's right. really good, Andrew. It's a great spin. It has, yeah. it has nothing to do with the Cardinals pitching or, or any of that. the fact that the Braves are one of the best hitting teams. No, 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 no. 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 Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Jacob, good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow, hopefully.
All right. Thanks. You too. All right. There you go. There's uh, Beat the Streak here on 101 ESPN. We'll come back, wrap up the show. What you missed next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. If you missed anything from today's show, you can download the podcast available at 101ESPN.com or your 101 ESPN mobile app. Got it. You know, you get a little choked up once the show is. Yeah, show's wrapping up. Uh, I miss you guys. So, thank you. Yeah, you can download the podcast again, 101ESPN.com or your 101 ESPN mobile app. It's all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Chatted with Braden Shen earlier today, as well as Chris Kerber. We announced that the Blues. And 101 ESPN have agreed to a five-year contract extension. So going to keep the Blues right here on your home for Blues Hockey and 101 ESPN. So talked a little bit about that. Dakota Hudson, does he work as your fifth starter? Jamie and I got some pushback on, on our response to that. We did our AFC West and NFC West previews for the NFL ahead of tonight's Chiefs-Lions game. Gave our predictions for not only tonight's game, but also some of the bigger matchups over the weekend. And... Uh, also discuss the offensive explosion for the Cardinals over the last couple of days and why it doesn't surprise us, but the bigger problem still remains. So you can check out the podcast immediately after the show. Marsh, what do we got for criticisms and compliments? Yeah, you mentioned that we talked to Braden Shen earlier today. Jamie asked him how his summer was. The 314 thought that was funny. Said, Jamie, that was hilarious. (laughs) How was your summer? My summer was good. That was good. I've, I've learned a valuable lesson in my lifetime that uh, when talking to somebody following the summer where you haven't really talked to them a lot or seen them, you should always ask them how their summer was. Anthony? I, I picked up on what you did there, Jamie, and I thought that was smart and pleasant of yeah. you. Although I have spoken to Braden Shen several times throughout the summer. I still thought it was appropriate to ask him how his summer was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't, wouldn't want him angry at me or no. something like that. Not no. that anybody would get angry at that, but, you no. know. You never know, Jamie. You never know. From the 417, Stoltz is not having it today, and I'm here for it. Thank you. Yeah. Having I, what? Well, I don't Just know. any good of takes? the BS. Hmm? Yeah. I had to cut through a lot of BS today. <laughs> would you say Whatever, good takes? Jamie. <laughs> That's a solid one, too. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine, Jamie. Oh, we got a good, we got a compliment here too, from the three one four. You guys are idiots. Yeah. Thank you. No doubt. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's a compliment, right? Oh, I don't think there's any question about yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I brought up Aaron Rodgers earlier today, telling a story on Hard Knocks about how he saw a UFO early on in his career. For the three one four, Marsh blanked that story all up. Not even close to how it was related. So you guys are just taking one dip blanks bad storytelling. Huh. Clearly somebody that has done a little research yeah. on the UFO game. Sorry I didn't try and convince you he did talk good about enough that UFO. UFOs are real. Sighting though, he did. He, I mean, that's basically it. I mean, he, he did said, talk about it. He said he saw a UFO. There were airplanes following it, and they looked at each other like, "Did we just see what we just saw?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they ag- agreed. And he basically came out and said he saw a UFO when he was I younger. Said, hey, End of story. Pass Are you that surprised? Back over to me. I need another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe they did see something. Ah, 
It's interesting that they didn't say anything until now, but hey, yeah, maybe they secret. felt maybe they felt uh, like this person here, yeah, who clearly is upset about this and has taken this personally. Maybe like this person, uh, Aaron Rodgers and company felt ostracized. Must be about an Aaron Rodgers stand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from the six three six, I actually was talking about the Vikings uh, being in the NFC Championship game based on ESPN simulation. The six three six says Marsh conjured up some simulation during one of his visions. It's <laughs> a fair <laughs> statement. Very fair. Marsh, why don't you go ahead and go over what what your Adam Wainwright vision was? Uh, Adam Wainwright, in my vision from months ago, mm-hmm. uh, had a classic Adam Wainwright type game yeah. uh, in in a different country, nonetheless, mm-hmm. in London against yep. a rivalry uh, team in the Chicago Cubs, and just a classic Waino performance. And the team is sparked. They make a nice run to the playoffs, and you know we're all cheering instead of being grumpy at this time of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that did not happen whatsoever, mm. and maybe tonight will be that night in his hometown or home state of Georgia, yes. the Peach State. No doubt. Um, oh, I love them peaches. Yeah. Go ahead and sing the song again, Jamie. Ah. Peaches, peaches, peaches. peaches <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Peaches it just, for me. No. Yeah. Millions, Millions of peaches. Peaches. Peach, please. For me. <laughs> Peach, please. Oh, Peach, please. <laughs> what they call us idiots? Yep. Yep. <laughs> we got a text from the 636. Best, not show ever, best shoe ever. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we do all we have all some do nice have some pretty sweet shoes, shoes on today. Yeah. What are you wearing, Jamie? I've got some uh, blue suede oh, uh, Cole Haan. The blue suede shoes. I yep. like them. Yeah. How about you? Uh, CVs, I guess they're called. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Yeah. What was that, Jamie? A loafer? Those uh, orthopedic shoes? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that over any other thing you could have said. But I uh, those high heels. Those are stylish. <laughs> those orthopedic? <laughs> those look comfortable. Oh, sketchers. <laughs> Anthony's in dad mode. <laughs> my buddies and I call like, call those those, those New Balance shoes. Oh my gosh. Nebraska shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got those Nebraska shoes on, do you? The the, the Nebraska pillow bottoms. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Eight inches of sole. Yep. We're going to be there someday, Jamie. Sunday? Someday. No, Mm. I'd rather go barefoot. (laughs) Take my chances. (laughs) There must be something that happens, though. You know? Yeah, you get old and sore. uh, I wear shoes around the house now. I got these flip flops that are Adidas. They're like super spongy. Ah. They're ugly as all you know what. Mm-hmm. But I wear them on, around the house because when I don't wear them, my heels, my knees, my back hurts because mm. like I'm all decrepit. Yeah, at least you're you're a former mm. professional player. Yeah, but I still. I, I, you know what? At least you show up the next them. day. Yeah, yeah, he does. At least you're here. He's I here do. in the fast lane lineup. No Hell doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Rather die than not be here. Damn. I said that one time before. <laughs> I should probably take that back. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm rocking the Hey Dudes right now. I know Jamie likes the I Hey Dudes. I do like the Hey Dudes. I got a couple of pairs. Of yeah. Wasn't that a show? Hey Dude? I don't know. Nickelodeon? I think, I think you're thinking of Hey Dude. I think you're thinking of Dude. Where's my car? You're thinking uh, of Dude Wipes. Dude Wipes. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm definitely not thinking of that. <laughs> hey Dude. There's a, there's a show. And not to say. Hey Dude. <laughs> it was a show too, Jamie. It should have been a show, Anthony. You're yeah, right. Okay. 
Uh, from the 636, this will be the most toxic football season of all time. I think it will be, too. I think we are in store for an absolutely epic football season based on how much we have disagreed. Mm. Like a natural, healthy disagreement about these teams. This is going to be fun, boys. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wait to talk about the Packers. We'll be talking about them plenty if they they win, Jamie. And they yes. proved me right. <laughs> By the way, well, actually, handle it. <laughs> one last one, Anthony, uh, from the 636. Anthony, you get no respect. Great effort today in the Thanks. gauntlet. Thank you. I hung six on the board. I got no child. love. Okay. Child. Thank you, 636. I feel like the 636 has really had my back. Yeah, celebrate. Pop the champagne. I beat a seven-year-old. <laughs> I did, though. I mean, you did. Beat the heck out of him. Chiefs Lions tonight yeah. on 101 sure ESPN. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> see you. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.